0: Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby.
1: Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange
0: flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear
1: some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Darnie Eric Brewer
2: was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
1: I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish,
3: Selfish hockey. hockey.
2: That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't
1: need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
0: Welcome to episode 22 of season 11. This is episode number 398 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? We're the original nice. St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rockin'ThatIdealife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, please uh, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best and St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, February 15th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handles... On all the socials is l uh, at lgb radio. I am Kurt Price, and my co-hosts for the uh, big show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Uh, the agenda for tonight's show includes discussion to boot. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly uh, returns to the lineup. The Blues earn back-to-back wins out of the long break. Bennington passes Grant Fuhr on the Blues' all-time win list. The uh, Tarasenko trade pisses off Patrick Kane. Barbashev is getting a lot of interest before the trade deadline. All that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, what's up, boys? It feels it feels oddly cramped in here. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Why
1: don't you make like a tree and leaf? It's leaf. You sound like an idiot when you say it like that.
0: You sound like a damn fool. If you're going to quote damn it, you got to get it right. <laughs>
1: damn it. Sorry. I haven't seen that movie in like two months.
0: That uh, that quote was for uh, that, two months. That quote was. For, I watched it yesterday. That quote yeah, was I for uh, that, movie. <laughs> that quote was for uh, DJ Joe at Cardinals Nation, who I believe is listening to the show. He said he was going to retweet the link when we started. So,
1: is he a uh, is he a big Back
0: to the Future fan? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Oh nice. I mm-hmm. I, I thought there was maybe a reason to to like Joe. Sounds like that's <laughs> it right there. There's a couple. One of my There's favorite movies of all time. Oh, all yeah. honestly. I'm, I'm not kidding. And I know we had like a movie hour last week. The two of you did this. But <laughs> number three has aged
0: very well. Oh, 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 I agree with you. Uh, when I first saw the part three, I I was like, yeah, I liked it. But it wasn't like it wasn't like the others. But but now I look back on it, not being like the others. was It was, it was, it was kind of a cool thing.
1: It was different. Yeah, and I yeah. like that. Like they didn't go to the well. They did something different. And mm-hmm. number three, part three. It's it's so good to watch even... Well, not as a standalone. You have to see the first two movies. But I'm saying, if you're like... If, you know oh, Back yeah, in you... the day, I think people said, watch part one and two and skip three. I don't think that's the case no. anymore. It is that's aged the, so the, well.
0: That's the godfather. That's not back to the future. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're mi- mixing up
2: your trilogies. Yeah, they, they really... They shot two and three back to back, right? It was already yep. in the can. And it was mm-hmm. just like... Because I remember watching two on VHS and realizing, oh, I get to go to the movies in two weeks and see the new one.
0: Yep. Well, you know uh, when I saw Back to the Future in the theaters, Back to the Future Part Two, um, it showed a trailer for Back to the Future Three after two was over. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I. It was in the can. uh well, I don't remember it, but I I, I watched part two, and I, I remember after the credits rolled on the VHS tape, I remember seeing the preview for part three, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nice.
2: Yeah, that that was actually very well done, right? The, yeah. To put it after the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a few forms of media before Marvel was doing Marvel. The VHS
0: is like a a few media types behind uh, what we are now. Yeah, it is. You got uh, VHS. You got uh, Laserdisc. You got DVD. You got Blu-ray, and now you got uh, streaming. Digital. Digital. Uh, Digital.
1: I, I, uh, I wonder if our new producer even knows what a VHS is, huh? How about that segue, guys?
0: I bet you he's never seen Back to the Future. I have. I've seen Back to the Future. All of them. No <laughs> Then you
3: haven't
1: seen, seen Back them. to the Future Yeah, you gotta yeah. see all three, man uh, Big news here, folks, for Let's Go Blues Radio The producer role has officially been filled Very excited to welcome in our friends We've talked about having as a producer for a long time We've teased it Here he is, folks, Austin Lynch, producer Austin He is officially part of the show welcome What's on. up?
3: Thank you I appreciate it It's fun it's just, It'll be cool can't wait to get get cracking, pretty much.
1: Just like, sounds so excited. We we do uh, <laughs> slow pitch softball rules, so it's okay. two strikes, you're out.
0: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, Austin. For, for those that for those that have listened to the show, they know Austin is has been a longtime listener, become a friend of all of us, uh, participates in hockey tournaments with us, plays hockey with me, um, and uh, in college now. Not playing college hockey, but you should. Why not?
3: I'm not good enough, and we both know that.
0: (laughs) Aren't there different levels, though, of college hockey? I've been in college. Uh, I don't think so. That was a blast.
1: Lindenwood has, like, a D team. Like, there's, like, four teams for Lindenwood. So, I don't know what Merrimack's situation is.
3: I don't even think we have a hockey team. I think they used to. They don't anymore? Not that I'm aware of, no. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well. Anyway. Uh. So plays hockey. Big Blues fan. How long you been a fan for, Austin? Uh,
3: since I've been born. Well, since I could understand hockey, pretty much. So. How old are you? How old are you? Nineteen. 19? Nineteen. So. Thirteen. Two thousand
0: ten. Okay. So I, like, you, first, like, you, miss, in- man, you missed the yeah. dark ages. You
1: missed, you missed the very dark ages as a yeah. Blues fan. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the first big news you remember being the acquisition of Yaroslav Halak. Yeah. Did you know he's still playing?
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't oh, know yeah. he was still playing. I thought yeah. <laughs> I thought he like was done.
0: <laughs> we can talk about him later in the show, too, because uh, we're talking goalies, too, later on. That we are. Yep. Wait, What? <laughs> goalies, goalies, yeah, as, uh, as Bill said.
1: <laughs> the goalie, he's the shooter. Uh, uh, I, we we will mention. So Austin's going to be mostly behind the scenes, still doing a lot of the YouTube stuff that uh, you all see. Uh, but he's going to be helping us out with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, so Kurt and I can kind of focus more on the show, and Bill, of course, too, because Bill does so much during the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, multitasking.
0: So if anything no, happens in the show, that it goes wrong, we're late for a commercial. It's 1045 and nobody knows where their children are. Uh, you know, that's all, that's all Austin's fault. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm passing that buck on to somebody else. I'm tired of getting yelled at. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and let's, you know, one big thing that we do on this show is we'll be talking in the middle of something and we'll say, how much is he making or how many goals did he have last year? Instead of us pausing the show and looking it up, we've got somebody who's going to help us out now. So should should be a little more streamlined. Hopefully, yeah. So thanks, Austin. We we look forward to having you aboard. This is uh, going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, the shows
3: the shows will start at nine fifteen too. <laughs> okay.
1: Good I aim. <laughs> I would aim. I would have a uh, reach for goals that you can
0: actually reach. It's maybe okay. nine twenty five.
3: Gotcha. Well, yeah, we'll do first. No, first we'll start nine thirty. Well, actually, no. We start before nine thirty. No,
0: ain't, ain't nobody gonna make me sit down before nine eighteen ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you have your mark there. Nine eighteen.
2: Nine eighteen. If is I'm not sitting down, yeah. There you go. Something's yeah.
0: wrong. Somebody come to my house because if I'm not sitting down by nine eighteen, uh, something happened. Something's Kurt wrong. sits down and Austin just instantly hits the go live button. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> we're going. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm a professional. I could handle that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you what I'm excited for is our first live show together. Like nobody's gonna have to reach for beers
0: because
1: all- <laughs> <laughs> that's when producer Austin becomes intern Austin.
0: Right? <laughs> is he allowed to serve beer? What's the age? Am. 18? 18 yes, to serve is. beer, right? 18 I to serve yep.
1: beer. I do yeah. work, he can yeah. serve it. He just can't open it, right?
0: I believe mm. so. I was a I was a waiter when I was 18. I should know this. I don't know.
1: I think that was the rule when I was a server back in the 1940s. Pretty sure I um, I just couldn't open the beer. But back I could before you.
0: we entered the war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Austin, get out of here. We're going to start the right. show. <laughs> no, no, no. Hang, hang out I'm for joking. the rest of the first second. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, official beers of episode number 398. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is at C Price twelve. Jeff's is J Ponder ninety four. Bills is Billy Blue Note Billy Blue Note thirty three, and Austin's is nothing because he's not old enough. Um, <laughs> I, and and I, I'm going first, right? So we're doing yes, uh, yeah. So yes. we decided. All right. Yep. All right. I always forget. Um, I decided that I have not had enough Bud Light Orange this season. I've only had it a couple times, and this is a slim can. I don't think I've had too many of these. Um, it's a little girly slim can less calories. Less, no, it's a slim can. So it's less. It's, calories. A, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those short fat cans are for suckers. This thing. <laughs>
3: um,
0: but uh, yeah, I, you, you, I, if you had the option to drink a beer, same beer out of a slim can or a regular can, which one you choose Regular. Me too. <laughs> Regular. Because yeah. because this is kind of girly, right? It's not it just doesn't I, yeah. feel right. No,
1: it, doesn't it doesn't feel right, right in my hand. <laughs> no.
0: Right. No.
2: Last was it 20 2020 that um Excel put out their righty the 13th in Slim okay. cans? And that was just all wrong. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no,
2: it, it's it? it's 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 gotta be it's gotta be the you know a 16 ounce uh, tall boy.
0: See, I, I poured but, it in my in my Patrick Swayze Founders Brewing mug, nice. <laughs> Which, there you go. I, I this is actually I kid you not. This is one of my, the favorite things that I own. <laughs> the, the Patrick Swayze uh, and bought engraved uh, Founders beer mug from Founders Brewery. And laser <laughs> it's laser
3: engraved. It is. This is one it's of Laser mine. engraved.
0: I've got three
1: Duff beer uh mugs that i got from uh universal how, last how year how big are those they look, they look, uh, eight, eight ounce or something. they look yeah they look tiny but they f- almost fit um uh, a tall boy but they fit an entire um glass or can so they look small but they're they're good
0: it's uh good size. they're stout can you fit a slim can in there i guess you can yes you can
1: <laughs> not that i would know because i would never drink from a slim can
0: no no I would never. That's why I've, yeah, th- this, this opening will never touch my lips. <laughs> and by the way,
1: and by the way, uh, maybe that's what the problem with the blues all season has been. You haven't drank enough Bud Light Orange. I've,
0: I've, this is like my second of the, I'm going to guess my second or third of the season. Usually it's uh, about twice that. So i uh, the Blues drinking out
3: too many slim cans.
0: Maybe the blues are drinking out too many slim cans. They do have maybe. that. Uh, now they drink that boxed bottled water thing. Now, what is it called? BioSteel. BioSteel, Bio Yeah. Biosteel. See, see, Austin's already already reaping it's, the benefits of Boston. It's uh, of disgusting. Boston. Boston, Boston. <laughs> yeah. you Boston. Austin. Yeah. That's why I call you Boston Austin.
1: Don't call it Boston. <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> Same. <laughs>
0: yeah. Biosteel. Yeah, those little cardboard uh with the with the not with a uh opening on top. They're so adorable. Weird. All right.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. The the only acceptable beer in a slim can is a very cold McUltra after a race. I can do that. Or, that yeah. is it. Or, or golf. I would assume that would be or good. Or golf. Idea. Yeah. Or golf. Yeah. I,
1: I drink the slim cans during golf, if, if that's what they have. McLob Ultra um, is always my golf beer. I
0: want to say seltzers start at the slim cans more or less didn't they
1: uh yeah white claw was the first real slim can i remember drinking out of
0: yeah i don't, re- I don't recall uh, actual beer being in slim cans before seltzers came along yep hmm. all right mm-hmm. uh bill right um that's my name yes that's, that's name nice,
3: nice
2: to meet you um <laughs> i am doing i did this a couple of weeks ago um lagunitas willetized uh
0: Coffee stout
2: aged in rye oak barrels.
0: Lagunitas willetized. That sounds it's fancy. Sounds it sounds fun. Is. It's fun to say.
2: It's it's willetized. So willet will it being, you know, one of one of the great beer or one of the great bourbon uh labels out there. Francisco.
0: So Francisco. more that girl says, uh, we draw the line at slim cans, but not but that orange. Well, yeah
2: apparently no we what kind we, of question is that we draw the line at bud light orange and slim cans you know what there's one of us that crosses the bud light orange line.
0: more for me more for me so in case you guys ah. come over sometime uh, and i have bud light orange in the fridge i know that i'll have a lot left when you guys leave not just a hat rack my friend
1: some summertime beer. We've talked about the summer shandies, all that kind of stuff. But uh, man, I love me some Bud Light Lime in the summer. Good stuff. I,
0: I you know, I, am and I, I, I'm, I'm with you um, because it's in the same ballpark as ball, uh, Bud Light Orange, but I, I'm not, I, I, for some reason doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. I've tried it a couple times. Years
1: thing. ago, my, my wife and I attended a party. One of my friends, we, we walked in with a 12 pack of Bud Light Lime and he goes, Hey, how about that? Perfect BLL weather. And I don't know why. That has BLL. always stuck with me. So whenever <laughs> I have a Bud Light Lime, I'm like, huh, perfect BLL weather. Don't know why that's stuck. My beer, speaking of nice summer beer, actually, is a Longboard from mm. uh, our friends at Kona. Um, so everybody knows the big wave. That's gotten pretty famous the last couple of years. But they also have the Longboard Island Lager. Um, just some good stuff that, again, makes you feel like you're sitting on a beach. Okay. All right. Available at Enterprise Center as well.
0: Yes, uh, I do believe that was it. Longboard or Kona? Kona, Kona yeah, both. Right? Yeah, okay. Both. I want to well, say
1: longboard is Kona.
0: Did they? Longboard no, right, 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 right. Sorry, is sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant big, big wave. wave. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, what do they have on draft? They have both on draft at the Bonnero Suite when we went that time. Was it?
1: Uh... I don't think they had it on draft. I think it was just big wave at that. Yeah, one.
0: big wave. Yeah. Okay, I know have that. But okay. at the
1: little the little markets, they have they have the longboard and they have Kona. And I believe where the band plays, they got that little bar there. I believe they have it there as well.
0: Uh, What, what you got there, Austin? I saw you drinking something. What do you, you got,
1: got? Dr. Pepper Cherry Zero Sugar. Nice. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Have yes. you had the new uh, strawberries and cream, Dr. Pepper?
3: I do want to try it. I've heard yes. good things about it.
1: I've heard really good things, but I, I bought a 12-pack. I don't know. It's not really my thing. I, no. I, I didn't like it, but I know a lot of people who say it's really good. It's not bad. It's just, I like the Blackberry or the Darkberry, it, whatever they called the one over the summer. That one's great. Yeah. It, I don't are, like are, any of the other variations.
0: Are you doing the Fox News thing where some people say? Uh, some people say <laughs> it's great. Some people are saying it's great.
1: I'm I'm saying that actual people that I have seen have oh. actually said that. Okay. okay. Actual, <laughs> <Yeah>. actual people. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. you You have, okay. Real sources. He's done a field test. Gotcha. Good to know. Sample. Oh, my God,
1: guys. Bud Light has joined the YouTube chat. It says, <laughs> give, <laughs> give me the orange.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Uh, new listener, Bud Light. New listener, Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> very nice.
1: Well, uh, Austin, I think we're going to say goodbye to you here. But, again, lucky to have you on board. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see you periodically throughout shows. Uh, but uh, very happy you're here. And, and thanks for joining us.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate
0: it. This is going to be fun. Sweet action. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, we will we will discuss a change in the strategy for the blues and the uh, goofy game versus Arizona on Saturday on the other side of this break from our friends at rock and that ID Life, uh, You're listening to Kurt, Bill and Jeff and producer Austin on let's go blues radio.
1: Every beer league hockey night. I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional percent off your order that's rockinnetidlife.com
0: hey uh, um, we need to make shirts we need to get on board with Dustin he gets a collab a collab for shirts and needs uh, to say you had me at reduction in fluid retention <laughs> and ID life. <laughs> okay i love it you have me at reduction and fluid retention how
1: about how about uh uh team shirts that also say like let's go
0: blues radio the triphasic podcast (laughs) the triphasic approach to blues (laughs) podcast yeah yeah yeah. i love it triphasic and reduction and fluid retention i learned so much on this show a lot of big words Uh, uh ken morris says watching last night's game i noticed Redco Gudis bears a remarkable resemblance to Mr. Ponder. <laughs> I wonder if Jeff plays the same game as Radco. Radco Gudis is a scary looking man. Yes, I of all is. the players in NHL. I think he's up there for me as far as he, guys I would not want to meet in the back in the dark alley. He
1: is more scary. I think I'm more goofy, <laughs> looking but um, no, I appreciate that. I take that as a compliment. Back in the day in high school, yes, I did play a very similar rough and tough style, taking guys out in front of the net constantly, hacking, whacking, trying to start fights. Obviously, in beer league, don't play that game anymore, which is why my game has declined. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're hacking and whacking, and then you left the house and went to the game. Oh, uh, oh my. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, the things that pop into my head. Uh, Scott Prunovich has been assigned to the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds on a conditioning assignment. Brunovich has been out of the lineup since undergoing surgery to repair a fractured left shoulder on October 6th, 2022. So look for him to be back fairly soon. That's good. Good news. I, you know, conditioning assignment, you wouldn't think it'd take too long to get uh, back into shape since it was a shoulder and not a knock on knee or something.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you got to figure it's uh it was something that was supposed to take all year, right? So he might mm-hmm. spend a little more time there. Uh, plus the blues might just say seasons lost. Why bring him up and possibly re-injure it? Well, but at the same time, at the same time, Tori Krug went down last night. So yeah,
0: but uh, he him being set down on on a, on a conditioning assignment tells me that he's on his way back up once he's conditioned. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Probably. that's that's the way I took it.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's the logical approach to it. But the other side of the coin on Brunovich is, will he get injured before he gets back?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great right. point.
0: Uh, well they said they said uh uh Saad and well Sod and Krug went down last night in the game. Uh and Sod, Krug is a maybe for Thursday for against New Jersey and Sod is out. So Krug it doesn't sound like Krug's thing is too serious. Uh um, we'll see. yeah, we'll see. We we called
1: Perunovic over the offseason. We called him Glass Joe. That's to me starting to be Tori Krug more than yeah. Scott uh, that's yeah. That
0: so disappointing.
1: Uh, you know, it really Krug, is. Right?
0: Oh my God! You you would think you would think that if he was going to get hurt in his career at all, it would have been when he hit Thomas. He freight trained Thomas in Game One of the final in 2019. Because yeah. if you don't get hurt when you hit somebody that hard, ah, oh, yeah, you ain't getting hurt. And and he like does
1: a, like he he's not like the biggest you know, doesn't play the biggest game, but he does play a big game, even though he's a smaller guy. He's a physical so you would guy. think that he's <laughs> a little bit more able to take these hits, but I don't know. You look at, uh, you look at like what his days in Boston. We didn't hear about these crazy injuries. It seems like he joins the blues and all of a sudden he's rich Pilon.
0: Yeah, it's I, just, I mean, fluky shit, maybe. I don't know if he's not out too long right now. That's, you know, if he's misses a game, that's not whatever, but
1: that does happen. But yeah, yes, that, that does happen. So far in his contract, it's been a, a little scary. But yeah, I'm as far as Prunovich goes, looking forward to uh looking forward to seeing him get back on the ice. The Blues can get him back this year and kind of and to me, kind of get an idea of where he's at in terms of his development. And then maybe next year we look at hey, we've got these four big paid defensemen that are fucking terrible. But we got this young guy in Scott Prunovich, who's playing very well. Uh, that'll be that'll make me feel a lot better about the defense.
0: Oh well, it, it, be prepared for Blues Nation uh to when when there's rumors of pretty much being called back up to the team. uh The pessimists coming out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, he's so fragile. Oh, he's just crew 2.0. Oh, he's not physical. Oh, he's not he's not good defensively. Oh, he sucks." <laughs> so
1: is that how they sound?
0: Uh, yes, actually. That's uh Interesting. I'm doing a, a a Rich Hall impersonation of of Rich Hall doing blues uh fans in general. I like it. I like it. Uh Rich oh. Hall that name is forever.
2: Rich yeah. Hall. That's that's a deep cut right there is what that
0: is. For you youngins, uh Rich Hall was a, a, a impersonator. He would do voice impressions of uh really everybody. everybody. He was great.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Back in the 80s 90s I guess.
2: Yeah. I was going to say on the Perunovic front, do you bring him back and put him in like a seven defenseman rotation? I mean, if this, if the season's gone, you put him in a seven defenseman rotation and just let him run the power play for the first few games.
0: I think, I think if he's, if, if, if the season's lost, um, which it most likely is, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything blank a statement for sure, but yeah, it's a season's lost. So I don't see, if, if he's 100%. I don't see the harm in throwing him out there. I don't see what he's got. I I agree. Yeah.
1: At at this point, the question is, can he take NHL action? Because he's been hurt twice now. Big injuries after playing against NHL players. So I think now it's the time to say, we got to see what we got in this kid. We got to play him in a six-man rotation.
0: And that last injury was concerning uh, to some degree because it wasn't, it seemed like a regular old play, you know? Right. So...
2: In and and to you know counter kind of your point there, that really wasn't NHL. It was Blackhawks preseason and you know that guy was the <laughs> guy that hit him, even though we, I, I really fault Perunovic for his injury for trying to brace himself yeah. with his
0: wrist. It was an awkward uh, thing.
2: Duh, don't do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that, that guy was out there trying to earn a roster spot. You're you know maybe don't play against the Blackhawks down the stretch because they're going to have a whole bunch of guys like that. But, yeah. you know.
1: So you're Otherwise. saying keep Perunovich out against the bad teams. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Perunovich, we're playing Arizona tonight. You, you, sorry, you got to sit out. We don't want you getting hurt.
0: We struggle against play Arizona, you,
1: though. We're going to play you wow. against Boston because uh, they're not going to come as hard.
0: <laughs> I, I hate Arizona. I, 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 I mean, the... The, they they they're always in the news for the wrong reasons negative stuff uh, trying to get an arena might move whatever and then still the haven't blues, traded
2: jeff Chickren.
0: still haven't traded jeff Chickren. Ch- his his son his son oh,
2: jeff yeah. jeff
1: was yeah the, dad. the yeah. rights to the rights to jeff Chickren, his son right. is going to be traded before <laughs> jacob
0: <laughs> and 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 the blues can't the blues struggle against the coyotes half the time and a, a team that you know while well, the blues are struggling this season so you know, I'm. I'm not. I guess I shouldn't say that they should beat anybody this season. But um, even in seasons past, when they were good, Arizona gave them fits.
1: Oh, remember so. the seven-game series in the middle of the season? Oh. And the Blues just couldn't beat them.
0: Yeah, well, they ended up losing the series three games, four games to three, I think. Was it?
1: I think it was five to two.
0: No, I think it was four three. Uh, I, mean, I think, that's, I think something, that's something our producer could look up. Yeah, the seven-game series between the Coyotes and the Blues. How'd that go? Back that in uh,
1: 2020, 2021
0: season. Yeah, the yeah the goofy ass uh, season. The season that should not be mentioned. Yeah. Um. So, out of the break, uh, the Blues have changed their uh, four check game plan a bit. And uh, so far, it's paying off. Friend of the show, Luke Korak, wrote a piece uh, for SI.com where he interviewed Craig Brube about a uh, change to the four check strategy of the Blues. Uh, according to Brube, it's a different tactical four check in which all five skaters on the ice are more aggressive and not allowing a free outlet by that position when the Blues aren't able to possess the puck in the offensive zone. Uh, it may not always translate to extensive and sustained puck possession, but it doesn't allow for a flowing transition by the opposition, which in essence leads to odd man rushes and then leads to breakdowns in the defensive zone due to lack of awareness or, and or lack of coverage. Instead, you're getting the uh, puck back quicker, putting it back in the defensive zone and making the opposition turn around and retrieve it more. And I'll say this about that: uh, I have noticed the last two games uh, since they've started this new strategy. Um, odd man rushes against what's been a problem this season, a bad problem. Uh, were there any last two games? I'm, I mean, like there may have been some two on, uh, two on one or two, but nothing like crazy, like uh, that we've been seeing all season. Am I right? Did I miss that? Or remember seeing any odd man rushes against breakaways against? I'm trying. Last to, two me. games. No, So I'm like, I'm like, I'm reading this article. I'm like, I mean, huh, I'm
1: sure yeah. there's been one or two, but no, nothing and you, stands out.
0: Right. And you can't avoid, you're not going to avoid all of them, right? Cause you're playing against professional players. They're going to get their chances, but that was a problem with the blues. That's what my point is. They were giving up an, an obscene amount of two on ones and, and breakaways and, and uh, odd man rushes. And uh, if this strategy is to help prevent that, well, I mean, that's, that was uh noticeable um, to me after, you know, hindsight, looking back on it. Uh, and, the, and the Blues have scored 12 goals in the last two games. So, at least for now, this seems to be a positive change. Uh, I also say, what the fuck took so long to make this change? <laughs> if it's if it's working. Uh, and I'll also say that the Blues have looked really good at times this season in stretches. They had that seven-game win streak. They've looked really good against some good teams a few times. Uh, Colorado, Edmonton, uh, stick out in my head. Uh, so, they have looked really good in spurts this season, uh, but weren't able to maintain that uh, with any level of consistency. So... These two games, I'm taking with a grain of salt with the new strategy because, you know, uh, let's see it over the long haul. Let's see this over like a 10, 12 game stretch uh, before we go saying, hey, this is working. It's two games. It's 10 p.m.
3: Do you know where your children are?
0: Wow. That was perfect. I I just got that in there. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Perfect, Austin. This is what having a producer does for us. Um, That's your sole job right there, Austin. Your number one position. Get that in been, on time.
0: It would have been 10:47. Um, I'd been like, oh shit, I didn't do it.
1: <laughs> um, no, I and, and small sample size, right? We always say that, like, whenever we talk about, yeah. well, the defense played really well the last two games. Small sample size, but yeah, and and that's the situation here. But yeah, I mean, to me, and and I get that it was a break, and it was a little easier to come out of break and say, okay, guys, we're gonna do this new style. But yeah. It hasn't been working all year. Yeah, you've won you've had some nice stretches with games, but for the most part, blues have been pretty abysmal, at least especially on the defensive side of the puck and the neutral zone and just not playing the way that we know they can. So it was time for a change in November, you know. So Finally seeing something come, come to fruition here. You love seeing it. Excited to see what they can do the rest of the way. Obviously, their their big test will come Saturday against Colorado, who's still actually fighting for a playoff spot. Um, but, yeah, I, I love it. I love seeing it change. Anytime you can implement something like this and you're with a team that's struggling, you do it sooner rather than later. And, yeah, the last two games, they had they did give up that big three-goal lead against Arizona. But overall... I thought that game mostly, and, and I hate to give them a pass was okay. We haven't gotten our legs under us yet. Uh, they just looked off. Like the passing wasn't there. They, you could tell they were just coming off a break and Arizona had already played a game or a game or two coming out of the break. Uh, but last night I thought they looked great. And Florida, yes, Florida was coming off a back to back, but still I thought the blues executed. They played pretty good defensive hockey. You're getting a your uh, her. I know, but I'm just saying, talking about this transition okay. to, to the new four check, it, it it looked a lot better. The team just looked better. They were clicking better. I agree. They, they had played one of their better games, at least of 2023. So I'm all for this change. Looking forward to see what else it brings.
0: So the uh, the Blues did uh, play Arizona on Saturday. They won 6-5 in overtime. Uh, this is the first game back for the Blues after a 12-day break. Uh, O'Reilly returned to the lineup after missing 14 games with a foot injury. Uh, Sammy Blay made his triumphant return to St. Louis after Blues reacquired him in the Tarasenko trade. Um, Carell. And I've got a phonetic uh, spelling uh, pronunciation guide here. Uh, Vemelka. Is that close? Vemelka. Yes. All right. Yes. Vemelka.
1: Yeah. The Vemelka. G is basically silent.
0: Vemelka. Yeah. Or it sounds like a Y. It's Vemelka.
1: It's yeah, Vemelka. It's, yeah. Okay. It's Vimilka. a weird transition to the M, but yes, it's basically silent to, to English F- speakers.
0: He was in net F- for Arizona and Bennington was in that F- uh, for St. Louis. Um, it was Vimelka's uh, third time facing the Blues in his career. In the previous two games, he had only allowed one goal and was 1-0-1 versus St. Louis. Uh, Arizona did jump out 2-0 in the first 9.30 of the game. Of course, it was Clayton Keller uh, who scores against the Blues to leave things off. I don't have his career numbers uh, against the blues, but uh, they've got to be, he's got to be on like a, a point of game against the blues, at least something for our producer to look <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, I thought, I thought Pareko played this soft. I hated this goal uh, from Pareko's perspective, um, reaching. So Clayton comes, color comes in uh, right at Pareko and Pareko backs in, backs in, reaches out with his stick um, I, I I want him to be more aggressive in these situations. You know, he backs off and he's just trying to stick check Clayton, and he and he, the shot gets through, goes through Pareco uh, Pareko I think deflected a little bit, goes through, gets on Bennington, makes a save, and then Keller cuts across the middle and then gets the rebound and scores um, as he goes for the slot.
1: Our excellent producer uh, right out on cue. Uh, Clayton Keller, nine goals, 12 assists, and a uh, plus 11 in 23 games against the Blues. Uh, that's 21 points in 23 games for a, a team that has struggled to do anything against the Blues who have been good for the most part of his career. That's pretty damn good against the St. Louis a, team.
0: Yeah, not a point of game. I was close, though.
1: Yeah. Close. Yeah, very close. Very close.
0: Yeah, yeah and just... Uh, <laughs>
2: You know, to your point on Pareko, the size differential. He's six foot thirteen, and Clayton Keller is five foot two. And just all you got to do is play, play physical on him. You know, get close to him so that he, you know maybe you take a penalty if he trips over your leg. But you know, with that size differential, he's probably just going to run right into your midsection. I, I,
0: I think I think this is a perfect example of players not being af- like afraid of Pareko. Keller went right at him, took the shot, then darted right through the slot. No fear in getting hit at any point. Uh, and he never did get hit. Uh, if you watch this play, you've know, got two blues defense on back. He takes a shot. He comes on Perico. Perico backs in, takes the shot, goes through Perico, and cuts to the middle and gets the rebound. And uh, nobody is, you know, and Letty has got his back to Keller and then is slow to swipe the puck away um, on the rebound. And, I, I just I, players shouldn't be able to do that. They shouldn't be able to come in like that and, on Preko, and where Preco is just. And how many times have we complained about him with this? He he's, he's not using the body. He he waves a stick or reaches out with a stick to poke check or trying to fuck a shot when he could just kind of put on the brakes and stand him up. Uh, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I mean, and it, this led to a goal. I thought I thought the Blues defense overall was very soft on this because Keller just went. At Pareko, cut through the slot, never got touched. And I'm like, how is that possible? Um, Nick Schmaltz added a power play goal at the 931 mark uh to put Arizona up 2 0. Uh, some nice cross ice passing through the slot uh off Pareko skating in. And I think I tweeted out after this goal I don't want to, I don't want to dog, I don't want to feel like I'm dog piling and just picking on Pareko. But uh I didn't I didn't like I hated this goal too on him because he he has coverage on the guy in front of the net. Um, and he leaves coverage to go to a to go to no man's land, and the guy he left coverage on was wide open in front, and Pareko does block the uh, deflect the pass that was going to the guy he was covering, but ended up going to the net. I I don't understand. This happens so often with this team where def, the, the, the defense or or whoever's playing defense has coverage in a high danger area. They're on a guy. And the puck's in the corner, and it's maybe coming out towards uh, maybe the, towards the point or, or towards the side of the goal, and they'll leave that coverage to go towards that guy when they don't have to. They're leaving a high danger chance to go to a low danger chance, and then the puck ends up getting to the guy that they were on, and he scores. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. You're not playing the odds at all. It happens yeah, a lot.
1: Yeah, we saw we saw this in the next game too. Yeah, um, yep. just to, again. It's not just the players. It's the structure. It's just not working. And it blows my mind that we're just going to continue rolling the same, not only the same people, but the same structure constantly.
0: I mean, it's one thing to leave coverage in an area that's not high danger. Okay. But you're in right in front of the fucking net. And there's a guy right there and you leave him. Yep. I, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Well, and the fact that it went off Brewer's skate, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Pareko, <laughs> um, shows that he his skate again. I I know it happens, it trust me, it happens to everybody, but it does seem like this kind of thing happens to Pareko a lot. And you are taught at a young age how to angle your skates when you're in front of the net. And he's just I don't think he thinks that when he's in front of the net. Like you got to angle it to where to a, to a certain position to where you're not just going to let it deflect right after skating into the net.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he's, he sees a pass coming across. He just tries to get a piece of it and he just, I mean, right. but you know, and, and this is what, and this was our complaint for a, a chunk of time with Bowmeister. This almost exact same thing. Pucks were going off him and in left and right. You know, he was out of position in front and, and and pucks would go off him and in that happened. I remember that happened a lot. Um, blues did come alive in the second period though. Sod scored midway through the game on a slick pass by Bush the center. Uh, sod splits the D comes in alone and it's stopped by Arizona goalie, uh, the v- <laughs> but sod uh, stayed with it and shot the puck back into him, uh, from behind the, end uh, in red line and it bounced off him and him. So, uh, that was, uh, that was nice. Get back within, within one. And then blaze scores and return to St. Louis. On a breakout of the penalty box, which was great to see, because we had just saw Tarasenko score in his debut with the Rangers, um, and then Blade doesn't score in 54 games with the Rangers and scores in his first game back with St. Louis, which I thought was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I well, and I saw. I don't know if uh, I I might be uh, quoting the wrong person. I think it was Kyle Foxton, maybe on Twitter, who said, um, "You love to see it because at this point, this the Rangers had back-to-back games." So he said, Sammy Blay, one goal in one game. Tarasenko, uh, uh, one goal in two games. So 0. 0.5 <laughs> game, uh, goals per game. And I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, so that was a beauty goal. Uh, six goals it's in the third a, period. And, and
1: his, his skates, the way that I see players do this, you know, we see it all the time. He comes in, he goes forehand, backhand. And like the way that he like deeks with his skates, like one skates tipped up in the air and the other one's like pointed down. I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, I have played hockey my whole life. If I do that. I'm doing the splits and I'm pulling five groins. Like, I just don't understand you, how players can do that. It was just, it's such a beauty when it happens.
0: You know about this goal is that th- this is great hands by Blake. I mean, he comes in he forehand, backhand deke, and he puts that top shelf uh, from in tight. And we—I just talked last week about how when we acquired Blay, I'm like, I like Blay. I said he has good hands around the net. He can—he can score some goals. I don't know why he didn't score any in New York in 54 games. That's—that seems fluky to me. Uh I'm not saying he's going to score a lot of goals. He should have had a handful of goals in New York—four or five goals, maybe three, four goals, um at least. Yep. So uh that's—that's that's strange. But um, uh, you should have had one, one last night. Goal. Yeah,
1: cool. yeah, he should have. Uh, he hit the crossbar. Wasn't
2: that him? Right? Um, no, Tyler Tucker hit the crossbar. That's but, who it was. But Blay had, he had another great in-tight move. And just uh, Spencer Knight beat him on that one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, six goals total were scored in the third period. Uh, the Blues scored uh, the first three <laughs> in that period. Uh, in the first eight minutes and 33 seconds, including a two from Kelly Rosem his sixth and seventh of the season. Rosen now leads the blues defense in goals with seven and the entire team in plus minus with plus 18. He's 13 ahead of Alexandrov uh, and 15 ahead of Bushnevich. Um, exactly
1: how we all thought thought it would happen in the off season. Right. Well, uh, Cowley Rosen <laughs> right. and a lead defenseman in every category.
0: Well, uh, I, I, I going into last playoffs, I was not high on Rosen that that high. but i really liked his play in the playoffs last season. Um and in this season he's just been a good player. And it's a shame it's a crime that he was getting sat the first good chunk of the season like every you know he was getting the spot started. And i'm like and he so he's got like was he like 15 20 games behind most rest of the team as far as games played. So i'm like uh he should have been playing more. I'm honestly, I mean, it's hindsight's 2020. I get it, but um, I, I I didn't understand when he wasn't playing and why he wasn't playing. Um, that was that was strange to me. Um, but it, and it's also interesting that uh, plus 18, 13. So the top two plus minus getters on this team are Rosen and Alexandrov. That's something else we didn't expect to see, right? Alexandrov second.
1: No, I um, totally called that in the offseason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't remember?
1: I said it on the show, guys.
0: Oh, I'll I go back and check the tape. Austin. Austin's furiously <laughs> editing <laughs> he, that he in. He the assignment. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: He's furiously editing that in. Ponder paid him uh, before yep. we got started tonight. But I think, but, Bill,
1: yeah. Bill, didn't you say uh, that uh, Pavel Buch Davis scored 40 goals this year, right?
2: No. No, I I gave up oh. my goal scoring predictions uh, a couple years ago.
0: Oh yeah, that's um, right. Who was that again? Mike Hoffman. It was Mike. That's Hoffman. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah Although uh, in your in your defense, Bill, he had the the talent and the skill to pull it off. He yeah. should have. Right. He
1: fifty six games. He, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had had the
2: talent, um, but not the will. Um, that's what so. the schedule. Yeah, or the or schedule. The
0: schedule.
2: <laughs> no, I, uh, you know that to to your points on on Rosen, right? He's he's been our most surprising, but effective defenseman. And what I worry about with, um, you know, I I guess with Krug being out, uh, if Krug is out, um, it's less of a concern. But I I would I would assume that Berube. You know, is going to want a big guy like Tyler Tucker in there and so the guy that's Ice Time's going to suffer if Perunovic comes back in is more than likely going to be Callie Rosen but I mean the guy is n- not that you want to you know put the world the the weight of the world on Callie Rosen's shoulders um you know but he's been so so good night in and night out you don't want you don't want him coming out for for Perunovic which which is why I would lean towards doing a 7D rotation.
1: Okay, Man, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Bill. I mean, just look at Blue's social media. All they have to do is trade Krug, Falk, and Pareko. Yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's, All yeah. they got to do. Just get rid of them.
1: It's not that <laughs> so, hard.
0: Just no. do it. They have value. Get rid of them. Just trade yeah. them. Move right. them. Just trade them. People will take on their contracts,
1: and they'll waive oh. their no trades. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just that easy. Just ignore the no trade clause. You know, blackmail yeah. them. Blackmail them. Force it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, could you, you imagine can, people get traded with no trade clauses all the time. Just just threaten their ice time or or you know bench them or whatever. You know. That, could you yeah, imagine yeah, Doug yeah, Armstrong
1: going to going to Pareko and just being like, Hey, we just traded you to Edmonton. The hell you did. No, <laughs> no, we did. Don't worry, we did. It's cool. You're pack your bags, get out of here. <laughs> Blue social
0: media said we could or should. Yeah, right. So we did. Um. So it looked like the game was wrapped up five to two, 10 minutes to go. Nope. Uh, Keller scores again, his 21st on a super soft goal against Bennington. This whole Uh, shot from the corner that finds a hole against the post. Um, This goal seemed to give Arizona life. And it's a goal that just can't go in really bad one. Got to seal off the post, right, Bill? How many, how many of those goals did you give up in your life, Bill? Uh, Too many. (laughs) <laughs> you know many. what's funny yeah. you know what's funny about that goal uh is that sometimes you see that goal go in and you're like how did that puck find a hole right you're like and I-, I mean it's it's maybe it's really hard in the moment for a goalie to completely 100 clear off, uh, seal off the entire post and a puck just squirts through uh, a, a two inch wide gap but there was a pretty good size gap there uh for a moment on bennington i don't think it, I, the shot surprised him so he he loved he, he wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't good
2: yeah. Yeah. And he's, I'm hoping we're not getting to that point in the season. Like, you know, he, he stood on his head for so long and the D let him down for so long that he's not gotten to the point where he's, you know, kind of mentally fatigued and going to be giving up the, you know, obligatory soft goal every game. Yeah. I, I, I didn't particularly like the Verhege goal last night. I mean, it's hell of a snipe, but. Bennington was too deep in his net. That this, was that was a weird one. I'll
0: that corner that. that corner goal by Keller. Uh, worst goal of the season on Bennington? Ooh, I
1: don't know. Uh mm, he had some mm. bad ones against New York and Pittsburgh. I I can't recall them exactly, but I know that like 3 of the goals against in both those games were bad.
0: Yeah. But I mean it 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 short of a short of a dump in that bounces by you. This is this is bad. Yeah, I mean, this I'll is have from... to. Re-
1: I don't want to officially say that, but it's it's definitely yeah. up
2: there. It's top it's, five.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's probably you know, top, like it's you, top, probably top two or three for me.
2: Yeah, I in you, know, I, I have to agree that it's it's something that you have to stop. Right? It's it's, you know, and again, not not to jump forward to the other game, but I'm going to um, that do it. Krug, Krug's goal you know, well, they gave it to Shen's goal. Shen's Shen's first goal. Um, But yeah, Spencer Knight just uh, didn't see the puck, right? He, he didn't know the puck had gotten behind him to the end boards. And just, yeah, that just, that's unfortunate, right? That, that to me, that's not on him. It's just unfortunate. Not sure what his skates are doing outside of the crease like that. To (laughs) to give it that, that angle about Zid, but Completely different for Bennington. Bennington, that is something that he knows that where that puck is at that moment and doesn't have his angle. The Spencer Nyckle s- sealed off.
0: The Spencer Nyckel, you know who I think of when I when I saw that goal go in? Patrick Laleem. Riendo. Well Laleem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Laleem, Riendo too. Uh, yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you know who came out right away and said I've given
0: those up uh, is Mike McKenna. He said it happened <laughs> against the blues. I you know um, uh, it happens to everybody uh, uh, you know I mean that's a that's a goal you see I mean yeah hopefully few and far between it di- right It didn't so.
1: happen to me when I played goal the other night so clearly I'm better than Spencer Knight Did you win that game <laughs> We tied You want to know what
0: the final score was 8-8 <laughs> 10-10 10-10 <laughs> Boy your GAA is sparkling
1: Oh yeah No I did allow How many shots 14 Uh probably about <laughs> 18 to 20 is my okay, guess.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I uh, I did let, allow a flip in from center. Oh. That was my worst goal of the night. Yeah, that was bad. Because, yeah, they were apparently telling the guy, like, he's going to play it like a defenseman, just flip it in. And so he did. He flipped it in from center, went high. I went down like a defenseman to stop it with my glove, where it's like, you've got giant-ass leg pads, dude. Go down on your leg pads, let it hit you, and then play it or cover it. And yeah, just, I went with the glove, try to go between the legs and grab it, went right into the glove, went between my legs in the net. And I'm like, God damn it.
2: <laughs> What's with this? Bill was, Bill, yeah,
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> Bill what was, am I dude, uh, for it. Bill was, uh, was laying in bed. It just woke him up like, huh? Something bad just happened.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: I was wondering why I couldn't sleep last night.
0: Uh, then uh, Bugstead gets his thirteenth on the power play. Uh, a few minutes later, again, this time it's Letty leaving coverage in front of the net in high danger area to uh, face the puck carrier, and the puck carrier passes through Letty to the guy he left, who was now back door, and he scores. Uh, I and I I understand not wanting to let a guy walk in front, but Keller was at a worse angle. Letty would have had help from Fawk who was coming back on backside pressure. So uh I it's just it's just you see it every game and it pisses me the fuck off. Uh don't leave a fucking high danger scoring chance to go to cover a guy who's in a lesser uh danger area. It makes no well, fucking and, sense whatsoever. And
1: this this reminded me of a a forward trying to play defense. This this play exactly Nick right. Letty knows better. Come oh, yeah, on man. Going down to block the pass like that and just letting it seep right through you because you left the man, he knows better. That was that was abysmal. And that, of course, had the people up in arms of, well, genocide Perron over Letty. And, <laughs> and I will stand by yeah. Nick Letty was the right decision because you need to improve the defense. But my A, God, that A kind defense? of play, holy fucking shit. Come on, man.
0: A defenseman was the right decision. Whether yes. or not it was Letty, that was a different right. story. But there wasn't, yes. I mean, who else do you get? I mean, there's a, you know, you can't, it's so easy for someone to sit back and say, oh, Letty. I mean, if we were going to sign a defenseman, wasn't Letty. I'm like, who the fuck else are you going to get? Who was who else was available? Um, it's not that uh, people, uh, okay. Danny no.
1: yeah, Kaiser. He was We've, available. Well,
0: off yeah. still, available isn't he? He's still available, is
2: he? Still available. No, so, so, you know, to, To your point, Kurt, about giving up the the guy that's in the high danger scoring uh, area. This the Blues' offense, right? They they will only shoot if they're in a high danger scoring area. So you should think that this defense knows what that is, right? If there can't be that big of a disconnect between the offensive and defensive. Well. coaching systems that, you know, you can't learn your own lesson, right? That we, we capitalize on high danger scoring chances. We give up way too many high danger scoring chances, cut those down, go to, a, if, if it's, if it's the defensive structure, like if you're trying to play zone and you know, give it up, right? Don't don't, you know, like, I don't make it rod hockey. You can't leave this area, Right, or else yeah. you are broken and you don't get yeah. to go back out.
0: Uh, just right. Ah, so well, terrible, you know it's and we'll get into uh, a goal scored in the Florida game. Their second goal, I think it was uh Robert Thomas uh did the same fucking thing. Uh, it's broken record anyway, uh moving on uh the Lawson uh Lawson Krause uh, scored with uh, just under a minute remaining to tie it up. A high danger chance allowed in the slot, soft spot in coverage. A one-timer where Bennington may have been partially screened by Pareko. Uh, goes in five. You can see it coming. Uh, you can feel it coming, right, uh, this goal. Um, but O'Reilly does win in overtime as uh, after a couple chances uh, in overtime. He had a great overtime. Uh, and Ended up cutting across the front uh, from right side to left. Uh, tucked it in near side um, after he had a couple chances earlier. Uh, Blues win a 6-5 in a in a crazy game. Um, six goals in the third. Blues score three. Arizona scores three to tie it up. Another game, in which the Blues give up three goals in the third, in, a, in a period. Uh, Bennington got his 109th career win in this game. And then moved in past Grant Fuhrer for fourth all-time on the Blues uh, goalie win list. And uh, we'll talk uh, in detail more about Bennington's win total and compare the rest of the Blues all-time well, goal. Well,
1: wait. Aegon. Before we, before I don't get ready to go to break, our producer but said wanna, we had
0: to move it along. So the I'm only
1: thing, the only thing that I want to add, one more thing you can do at the break. Grant Fjord's video, I laughed at because I wanted to be that guy and I wanted to be like, well, that's clearly pre-recorded because <laughs> it was during the day. Yeah, but I was like, I let it go.
0: Just let okay. It go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, so you you interrupted our cut to break. To talk about that, when I have that in the notes, the grant Fear video after the break, you could have waited. Oh, that that would
1: be, that would be great. If you maybe put the uh, outline out before 10 minutes before the show,
0: I put it out like that. It's been up all day. You shared the damn thing. I added that pretty early. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're going to fight during the break. Uh, We'll talk about Bennington's (laughs) win total. And compare the rest of the Blues' all-time goaltenders to the rest of the 1967 expansion six-teams goaltenders after this word from strikewithmike.com. This is Let's Go Blues Radio.
1: During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060 that's mike burgoyne with real brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060 don't forget to tell mike that let's go blues radio sent you so uh, I want to talk real quick about our friend, Mike uh, Burgoyne, that we just mentioned there in, uh, in our break. Uh, first of all, I've mentioned before, if, if you're new to the show, or if maybe you uh, weren't listening the first time we brought Mike, uh, Mike's commercials on uh, big hockey player, loves the game, uh, named his kids after blues players. Uh, his dogs are named after blues players. Um, so he, he is just one of those fun, loving guys, that loves the sport. Uh, I wanted to share that he posted something on Facebook the other day that just cracked me up. Uh, so he, uh, the caption was, and it was a screenshot of a special agreement section on a house uh, that he had just uh, helped sell. So uh, his comment is, I love breaking the mold of the traditional realtor and having fun. Not sure underwriters feel the same way, but I have been a pain in the ass my whole life. Why stop now? So the special agreement section of this house... Uh, So, you know, for those of you who have seen a standard uh, home buying contract, um, there's a special agreement section says uh, between the buyer and the seller forming a part of this contract. And in this is not fake in the special agreements he has buyer will provide the seller one large pizza with toppings of their choice on the day of closing. (laughs) So That is literally in the contract. And, he, and I saw some of the comments people were putting up and he's just like, yeah, they have to honor it. It's literally in the contract. That's so funny. I just, that's the kind of stuff I love about this guy. He's fun loving. He's, he's an <clears throat> awesome guy. Fun to get to know. Um, hoping to have him on over the summer. Cause he, again, he can talk hockey too. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Give our friend Mike Burgoyne a call. Check out strikewithmike.com, and you'll get special agreements like that in your contracts as well.
0: Yeah. So that 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 brings me, that uh, triggers a question in my head. Uh, if you had in a contract where you were selling a house and someone had that, a buyer was going to buy your house, and they owed you a large pizza with toppings uh, upon the completion of the sale, where would you demand that that pizza be from?
1: I would order from the most expensive pizza place in St. Louis.
0: Would you? Would it be from a place you've had before, or some uh, new place you haven't had?
1: You know what I'd probably get? I don't know if you guys have ever had it. JJ Twigs. You ever been there? Uh, no, no. It is. It's double decker pizza. It's literally pizza on top of pizza, and it is fucking great. There's one in um, I want to say Valley Park, and there's one in uh, South City and oh, I would probably order from there.
0: I'm going to be in St. Louis this weekend a little bit, um, and I've always wanted to go to Blackthorn Pizza. I've mm. heard that you have to wait a little bit, but I've heard the pizza is one of the best in St. Louis. Uh, a lot of people mm. rave by it.
2: Ooh, um, that's that's but, the one that's um, South City, um, Tower Grove. Uh, is it? I don't know where it is. Tower Grove South. Um, yeah, I so would- we, we ordered that... Um, couple Christmases ago. Um and if it? if you're going for I think we did we did the deep dish. Um we were worried about it being undercooked so we ordered it, you know, th- like there are a couple different ways to order it and you can order it like extra long bake. Uh it ruined it. So oh. don't do that.
0: Don't do extra long bake. I don't think I don't think I would if I was given an option. Does yeah. it like is the crust kind of like almost burned?
2: uh the cheese was
0: cheese uh too yeah that's the worst the, the pizza yeah. cheese is too done it's like dark brown and, and yep. too many spaces yeah that's no good and you can't really <laughs> cut it yeah it's not good i would uh so any listeners listening to the show i'd uh i'm curious uh St. Louis area uh what's your favorite pizza because um uh everyone has uh, their own four tells four tells is great i, I love four tells. Yeah, divide, divide by zeros. Zero. Apparently
1: yeah. divide by zero doesn't live here anymore. He says gotta miss that pizza since leaving St. Louis. Um yeah. go get it when you're in town next. Get some Fortells. Yeah. That's good stuff.
0: There was a Fortell's in Fairview Heights when I lived there, uh right down the road from me. And I went there probably every week. Uh, really? Yeah. So it was it was uh across the street from old time pottery.
2: Yeah, I I yeah, it was uh very close to uh where Randall's is. Yeah, yeah, down I, there
0: a little bit. Yeah, I never had a good experience there. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I went there a lot. I used to go there mm. on uh, Sunday mornings, uh, uh, like for lunch, and uh, watch the beginning of the Rams game when they were in St. Louis uh, on the TV there, and then go home and watch by the second half. Good times.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I for me, Fortells is the king of nostalgia. Um, that was where we went every Saturday. My whole team. We'd have practice Saturday mornings uh, when I was. Uh, <clears throat> Might hockey. We always went to Fortells afterward. So every time I step in there, which it's been years, I'm always like it brings me back instantly. So I'm I'm all about the Fortells Uh
0: The Meeker says Joe's Pizza and Pasta. We have a Joe's here in Troy. Uh, excellent. I love I love Joe's. Joe's yeah. is good.
2: Yeah, they're they are proliferating. They just opened one in Fairview.
0: Did they? Yeah. They. You know what? Uh, I I, the, the, I I I dig Chicago's uh, style pizza, the deep dish. Oh um, yeah. I, A lot of people was oh, it's not pizza. It's, it's like a casserole. I don't give a fuck. It tastes good. I like it. Yeah. Um, it, uh, and and Joe's has a good uh, Chicago style pizza.
1: What's sure. uh, what's your what's your Chicago style like? What's your favorite from Chicago? Your favorite place? Lou's. Oh. Lou Malnati's. Fucking yep. a.
0: I have better than up. Giordano's. I've I've had Giordano's and I liked it, but I haven't. I've Giordano's is good.
1: Gino's East is great as well. I I gotta go. Lou Malnati's. Yeah.
2: Lou, Gino's, Giordano's, Uno.
0: If you go, if uh, have you heard of um, is it Chicago's Pizza and Grinders Company or something like that where they have a uh, uh, pizza pot pie? Have you heard of that? Yeah. If you looked yeah. it up online, a pizza pot pie, it and there's a video on YouTube for uh they went there and they showed how to make it. Oh my god, it looks so good. Yeah, I, I want to drive up there just to try it.
2: Yeah, we're uh we we got uh, concert tickets for uh for May eighteenth because we know there's not gonna be blues hockey then. So we're driving up for, for a show and spend uh <laughs> spend uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday up there. So I'm gonna try to find that uh last time we were up there we were um, we couldn't get in to the uh the pizza and grinders. So we're gonna try that this time.
0: Okay, so we got a couple here. Uh, uh, I would love to wear Fortells again. I, I should seek out a Fortells uh, in St. Louis. Um, also, Blues Fired Pizza in Kirkwood. Uh, Austin says that's that's a maybe. Uh, pizza Champ in Maplewood. Austin said, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." Well, what? Well, no, I should I should knock these off the list one at a time. Yeah, I agree.
2: I yeah, yeah. Blues Fired Pizza used to have a. Uh, food truck that would come to uh, come to my office. I was and,
1: I was going to yeah. ask you if if you went there yeah. anytime they came because every time they were there when I yeah. worked with
2: you, which at people, that people don't know location. that there was
1: there was a short period where I worked with Bill. um And uh yeah, it, uh yeah I went there every time I saw it out there. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm having for lunch?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yep. yeah. We used to be food truck central, and now there's only one. Truck that shows up, and it's it's decent. But oh, so I miss K pop not come anymore. Oh, they, they, I don't think they survived the pandemic.
1: Oh, that place they, is phenomenal! So good, so, so good. good.
0: All right, so uh, after the win, uh, versus Arizona on Saturday, uh, uh we mentioned Jordan Minnington did move up into fourth place all time in uh, St. Louis history with wins <clears throat> 109 wins. Third fastest, two hundred games, um, two hundred wins in one hundred ninety four games. Um, friend of the show, Grant Fuhrer, tweeted a short congratulatory, congratulatory video, which Jeff he did. Talked about. <laughs> yes.
1: Wait. Yeah. So uh, on your first point, do we know who were the other two goalies? Did, uh, Grant Fuhr was one of them, right? I think <clears throat> Grant Fuhr was one. Who is the other one?
0: Uh, I I don't have the first two. That, the Blues website did do a write up, and I can't recall what they said. Um,
1: uh, don't look it up. Not sure. That's, that's Austin's job. Yeah,
0: I'm not. Um, but okay. So I have a question for you. And I'm just it?
1: wondering, it's probably not Jake Allen, right? Um, cause who knows? Cause that's, that's what well, I'm saying. That's always my argument. Whenever people say Jake Allen's the greatest blues goalie of all time, like when it comes to the fastest to get to anything, it was never him because he was, just because he, he was the longest tenure doesn't make him the best.
0: He got he got his numbers are partially due to longevity. Um, yep. but okay, so I have here uh I have a question for you guys. So who is the blues all time leader in goalie uh minutes per win? Meaning the fewest minutes uh per win? Brian Elliott. Yeah mm. Brian Elliott. Who's second?
1: Mm, that's a great. Elliot has
0: ninety five. Roman so Turek, ninety five for every ninety five minutes he got a win, and that is the best uh, in Blues history. Second is his who? Roman Turek? No. Oh. Mm. Brent Johnson. Nope.
2: Bill, you guessed names. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um. Whew. I, I'd say either, um, you know, because it's the same, same era, um, Halak or Liut. I mean, it's a different era, but it's uh,
0: Bennington. Bennington, really? 107. Oh. 107 minutes per win. Uh, Allen, 108. <clears throat> Halak, okay. 109. Joseph, 116. Fuhrer, 130. Liut, 132. Millen, 145. Huh. So, but Elliot leads the way 95 minutes per win. Now, you know, you got to factor in that, you know, sometimes they have some minutes tacked on for, you know, coming in in a blowout or a cleanup duty or something, but uh, still, you figure that would be fairly even for all of them. Maybe. I don't know. Producer Austin
1: actually has corrected me. Uh, Congratulations. There's your strike two. I'm just kidding. That's what we want. That's what we want you to do. Uh, Elliot uh, was uh, fastest in 175 games, which I think we all knew that. And um, 176. Okay. And Jake Allen was at 176. Okay, there. so I take it back what I said, at least okay. about this.
0: Um. So and the so the totals for the Blues list, and we've talked about this before about Blues goaltending in, in history has not been, not been, overly impressive. Like the the cumulative stats, because we don't stick with goalies. As long as other teams do, um, we abandon goalies too quick at times. Um, so, of the other expansion six goal teams, their goalie stats, I got it here. It's just interesting to look at. So, we, 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 we talked we, about we, this a couple we, weeks ago. We touched on this a couple weeks ago, but not yeah. in like detail like this.
1: No, this so, is great. I'm glad you did this.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Minnesota Dallas uh, franchise, uh, Marty Turco, 262 wins. Lettinen 216, Bill for 160. So, and keep in mind that uh, Mike Lute has the Blues record for wins 151. So, the Dallas has three goalies with more than the Blues all time. Well, later. Um, and uh, Cesar. Uh, Maniago? Maniago. Maniago.
1: I don't I don't know that guy. I, feel I don't like either. A bad hockey fan. Oh
2: no. <laughs> he he was uh he was on the original teams, uh wore a a very rudimentary uh slim pla- uh, plaster mask. It's you would know him if you saw him.
0: <laughs> uh, he had one he had 145 uh wins, so he was uh, fourth. So he was six wins shy of Liut and Pond and I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> um the Kings, Jonathan Quick, 367 wins, Rogi Vashan, 171, and Kelly Rudy, 145. Um Pittsburgh, uh Flory has 375, Tom Barrasso, 226. Uh Philadelphia, Ron Hextall, 240, Bernie Perant, uh 231. And uh, Oakland Seals Cleveland Browns uh uh Gillies Gilles- Jill huh? You
1: said, said Browns you said Browns it's it's oh, Barons. Sorry Baron Barons,
0: sorry. Yeah. Uh 93 wins. And uh Gary Smith 62. So that that's I any, mean, we so you can't really count Oakland uh, the Oakland franchise um because they weren't in the league as long. So
1: well of the in
0: winning franchises compared to St. Louis, we trail you know, our all-time leaders in goal, and wins way behind.
1: Um, well, and there let's add the two teams that came in. I don't know if they did they both come in in 1970, Buffalo and Vancouver, both oh, of them. I'm three sure three you know years, three years after the Blues, because we looked it up.
0: Both goalies, ha- ha- Miller. and Miller for Hoshik, Buffalo. Oh, Miller, Luongo.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They they Kirk all McClaim. even those Kirk McLean, they all had goalies that were uh, have way more wins than our wins leader.
0: And the thing is that the other teams they have a goalie who is serviceable or good or very good, and they stick with them. You know, uh, it's the most important position on the ice. And I think we have a goal. I mean, not to we've supported Bennington we've, for the most part on this show. Um, We've been a goalie woodhouse. We have. Yeah, we have. And Bennington is a good goalie. Is he the best goalie? No. Is he serviceable? Good. Yes. Is he good enough to win with? Yes. So, and people criticize his contract um, and, uh, I, I, and and they want to move on from him. I'm like, you're just doing the same lather, rinse, repeat with our goalies, you know, in history. You you, you abandon a goalie who's good enough to win with and you just, you, you're going to have the same old story. I mean, Mike Lute's going to be our all-time winner and wins for the next 20 years uh, if the fans had their way with our goaltending.
2: Right. Well, it, and Mike Lee, with a sub 900 safe percentage. Yeah, for his Right. Career. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, let me, let me ask you guys this question. I think there's, I think there's only honestly two correct answers. Um, I got a feeling I know what each of yours is, but um, if you were to have a time machine, you have a DeLorean, go back in time. Um, and you could hold on to one goalie in blues history that would be Get get basically be the guy that you're like okay this is the guy that's gonna get the team a cup let's keep him longer blues got rid of him too early like I said I think there's two answers I have one. Uh, let's go with Kurt first what's your what's your answer Curtis Joseph Curtis Joseph Bill yeah. Day
0: based on what he did after he left the Blues I you mean not one yes. cup right not yes. win a cup but he was so I, good that's he not so good. that's not even
1: to me it's more. <laughs> How good was he when he left? Like, you look at, like, a name like Brian Elliott, he sputtered after he left the Blues, but he yeah. was so good with the Blues. Mm-hmm. Curtis yeah. Joseph was an unbelievable goaltender with the Blues, and they just let him go. So that's more what I'm looking at, but you can look no. at it that way too. Bill, what's Mike your answer?
2: Keenan let him go.
1: Yes, yeah, true, right, true. Sorry, yeah.
2: Mike Keenan got rid of him. Let's, 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 that's not the, well, the Blues is an organization giving him all that power. That was, that was the problem. Is um, that your I, answer too, Bill? Yeah, I would go with, I would go with Cujo. Um, okay,
1: I mean well, I, 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 so we all agree, but yeah. I actually thought your answer was going to be Mike Leute. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been interesting to see what he could do with the Blues in 86 in, you know, against Calgary. Could he have made the difference? Because we didn't have a number one goalie. Right. It, it was that series got split between uh, Millen and wamsley and you know Millen on this list he's he's the only guy on this list um that was some 500 for his career right and he he was I a mean, different different era um goaltending wasn't great in that era um and you know that 86 was the year that you know Patrick Waugh became Patrick waugh. Right, he, That was his rookie year. He won the con Smythe, and goaltending change after him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would love to have seen what the Blues could have done with Liute. Of course, Patrick Watt beat Liute in those playoffs. Right. So, with the Hartford. But,
1: but with a different team. Right, right. If Liut was a Blue, maybe it's a different story.
0: But, so many people... Uh- so many people with the, on that that Blues team, the Curtis Joseph, Brett Hall, Brandon Shanahan, uh, Nelson Emerson, uh, th- those players, so many players from that team uh, said that if that team had been kept together, mm-hmm. they really felt they would have won a cup or had a really good chance to win a cup.
1: Uh, Imagine that team, Brandon Shanahan, Brett Hall, even Craig Janney had things gone differently with them. Um, Nelson Emerson. The, and then you include... A young Al McKinnis, a young Chris Pronger. Like, yes, the the forwards are aging, but you're getting that you're finally getting a good defense in front of a Curtis Joseph. <clears throat> Holy shit, that is a barnstorming team. There's no beating them.
0: You know, I thought right? Curtis Joseph might have might have won I had a good chance of cup with Detroit, but they ran into that buzzsaw with Anaheim and Shigeru. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah. That that series was a goaltending duel, right. and right. Joseph's numbers were phenomenal in that series. Yeah. But Detroit oh, and, lost, and I beat him.
1: I remember uh, listening to like sports, whatever it would have been at the time, but like they had like a sports open line kind of thing where it was like on national radio, and Red Wings fans calling in and saying soft goals by Joseph are leading to us losing, and it's like <laughs> he gave up one goal, you lost one nothing, you're gonna blame the goalie?
2: Right. What the fuck? I can still. Close my eyes and visualize some of those saves thatger made that he had no business making in that series. and it was um who who was it the the skate save on the goal line um God, i I want to say oh. it was it was Datsuk or because it was the year before Zetterberg. maybe it was Lariana, but the skate save on the goal line in overtime and it goes back down the other way. And was it Steve Ruchin scored the, the game winner? Just mm. crazy, crazy.
1: All right. Uh, uh, real quick. We'll add that producer Austin says Billy really, who so? he's now he's younger. So he's going to have a fresher perspective on things, but he says uh, that the goalie, uh, which, you know what, Austin, we're gonna totally bring uh,
3: <laughs> in. Hey, buddy! Get you on the
2: spot. Uh, why over here? Think,
1: why if why is your answer? Why is your answer to that, Billy Huso?
3: Well, I mean, I'm talking like current day. I mean, I take Huso solely for the fact of. I mean, he started off the year great. Um, I believe what did he? Sorry, don't remember what he started out with in the first ten. But I remember he started out pretty well. Uh, and then just looking at his stats now with. Thirty-eight games played, and twenty being twenty twelve and five with a two point eight nine GA. I mean, okay. I mean he also has. I mean, there's no wrong answer
2: with.
0: Mark. There's not a wrong answer, but I but I I will counter I with mean, this. There there is
2: a wrong answer, and it's Robin Turek.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he did play well in Calgary. He had one good year in Calgary, right after he left. Wasn't he good yeah. in Calgary that year? Uh, but um, the only thing with Huso. Is that man? It's early, uh, yeah. and his sample size was so small, and 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 haven't really seen what he can really do yet. Um, you know, five years, six years from now, could, he could be a no brainer answer. You know, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, time time to tell on that one. But yeah, I think the three of us all agree. Then I did. I thought Bill would say Mike Leute, but Curtis Joseph for sure. Uh, Austin says Vili Huso. So time will tell if uh, Austin turns out to be the correct one.
0: Ken oh, Moore says, uh, "Glenn, uh, Mr. Goalie, hi Hall, Austin, kujo
2: hi,
0: <laughs> and uh, Glenn Hall was here at the end of his career. So,
2: right,
0: he was. He actually, uh, yeah, that's, Jacques, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He he basically came, didn't he come out of retirement to join. That the That was plot.
0: Jacques Plante came out of retirement.
1: Oh, that was plot. Okay, yeah. yeah, right.
2: Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, Hall was the reason why the Blues got as deep as they did in those playoffs. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. he had his he he." He was their shot, so you know, they,
0: yep. And they didn't, I mean, they didn't win a game, but right. uh, and he got the MVP. I was
2: at the first Blues Stanley Cup final victory.
0: That is a, a ticket ice. stub. Do you have that ticket stub framed?
2: It's it was a digital ticket.
0: I was print it out, frame it. <laughs> I'll say you should still print that out, yeah. it's should yeah. take still ticket, frame the phone, put it on your phone. And I'm gonna it make up. it an NFT.
2: That's the thing, right?
0: <laughs> R U N N O F T. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, the Blues did win six to two versus the Florida Panthers on Tuesday night. Uh, Leah Hextall had the had the call on the uh. broadcast, play by play for uh, on ESPN Plus. Uh, she is one of the worst broadcasters in professional sports. Uh, Jeff is on the record as saying that she is the worst.
1: (laughs) I think she is. I don't think I, I listen, my son, I hate it. He loves basketball. So every now and then I'll turn on an NBA game and I've heard all kinds of broadcasters from the NBA. So I feel like I watch the NFL. I watch MLB. I watch the NHL. Now I'm starting to watch the NBA a little bit. She is the worst broadcaster. I don't think there's anybody even close.
0: I don't, Uh, she she sounds like she should be calling a high school game. She's at that level.
1: She sounds like, yeah, she sounds like a high schooler who they're like, Hey, uh, you want to learn broadcasting step in the booth. Here you go. We need you to call the game. (laughs) Like she's, it's awful.
2: Right. When when they when they turn over the play by play duties to her, it's not pretty. She's good as a second, you know, not as a color analyst, but as the sideline reporter. I yes. thought, you know, okay. I saw saw a game with her earlier this year in Calgary and I thought she did a great job with that. You know, it just you know, curt <laughs> i I didn't pay attention on the O'Reilly goal last night, but I went back and watched it today. <laughs> It was like the Esa in an interview.
0: Yeah, it really was. Oh. You just can't understand what she's saying. It's like a bunch yeah. of gibberish. J- yeah. Oh, my it, God. It, you <laughs> know, to her credit, right, it
2: was, you know, there. there I, I, I think part of it is it's just it's too much banter. Right. There's there's too much conversation going on. And, you know, she had to try to quickly get back and call a goal. And she was a second behind it and made no sense. Yeah.
1: But I mean, as a professional broadcaster is ready for something like that, right. that was just so it's a goal. It's just what? the What? Like, yeah, but have a new goal. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and like I I called out on Twitter the the thing that bothered me too was like they did like a little expose on Craig Berube, and she's mm-hmm. just got copy to read in front of her, and she's like, and uh Craig Berube played over a hundred games in the NHL and had over twelve thousand penalty minutes or whatever the penalty <laughs> minutes were. You know, that's a lot but of like, per game. I know it wasn't that much, but she did say over a hundred games, and I'm like it was a thousand and fifty-four games.
0: Somebody like, correct her. Somebody. Yeah, correct her. And that's
1: my thing. She has like, an earpiece. She has a producer. That's, what, that's my thing. If, if I misspeak, she doesn't and listen, have a producer we are, Austin. We though. are a, no. that's true. We are a lowly, nothing blues podcast. Don't get me wrong. But if I say something wrong You're and the I best know blues it, podcast. I correct myself. I say, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say a hundred games? I'm in a thousand games. Like, and that's my problem with it. If you slip, have a slip of the tongue <laughs> shit happens. I get it, but fucking correct yourself. Don't yeah. just keep going and act like you didn't say it. I, Cause, and then the other thing I said in the same tweet was right before that, the Panthers were hemmed in their own zone. And Ferraro was talking about like, yeah, you know, uh, Ekblad's been on the ring for two Oh six and this and that. And then the, 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 the puck goes down the ice and she goes and uh the panthers will get a much needed change here and then the the icing they call icing and she's like and it's an icing call and i'm like then fucking correct yourself and say oh i'm sorry i was wrong they're not going to get they're not going to be able to make a change like don't just act like you didn't say what you just fucking said at, terrible at, broadcasting at one point yeah.
0: at one point espn came back from a segment way late and oh, yeah play had already started, and they pretty much missed uh, the goal by Nick Liddy. Uh, and what does Leah Hextall do? Oh. She keep, When they come back and the goal is scored, she keeps talking about whatever it was they were talking about during that segment. And the Blues are celebrating on the ice, and Leah Hextall just keeps talking about the segment. It must have been 10 seconds uh, yeah. before well, she was, acknowledged was the Blues had scored be, a goal. Uh,
1: it was supposed to be like a heartwarming thing, right? It was like something about like, Bill, do you remember what it was? It was... No. <sighs> It was something about like, um, I like know players taking the ice with like special needs kids or something. It was something along uh, those lines, but so I but, get, I get the, like, I want to continue this, but yeah, no. you work it and you say, she and now way we're back long. to play and the she Blues went, have scored a goal and you like do went, the whole goal thing. You let Ferraro break. Exactly. Long. Exactly. Yeah. She's, she's letting, she, she jumps in. And it's like what you do is you say, and the blues have scored a goal. And uh it looks like it's Nick Letty and uh Ray, walk us through what happened. Where Ferraro breaks it down, then you go back to talking about the segment. You don't just fucking keep the, going. Like, what are you doing?
0: The NHL.com. If you look at the goal, the video highlight on NHL.com of that goal. NHL.com does not use her call because it sucks so bad. Yeah, they use the uh, the replay Radio. when Ferraro's Radio. breaking it down. Oh, They're, really? Yeah, Ferraro's so, breaking it down, and they use that for the for the goal highlight. Oh, right,
2: God. it's so. So, bad. so on that goal, I was you know like I I was taking the dogs outside and listening, and you know usually you can tell and like you know I, I'm. 10 feet away to where I can walk, walk back and see it. And usually, you know, leading up to a goal, the broadcasters pitch will change. And, you know, you can tell just from the excitement of their voice that something's happened. And, you know, I, I, I caught none of that. And I walked back in and I'm like, wait, blue score. And it's like, they're, they're skating back and they, they were still talking about that. I'm like, what, what the fuck happened? So I, I, I missed it live and walk back into them still conversing and, you know, then say, you know, that, Oh, and Nick Letty scored finally, like they get around the mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah.
1: It was- oh, and but- I loved somebody, somebody else had uh, tweeted back to me after I had a bitch fest about her and somebody tweeted back and said, my favorite line of hers. And I remember hearing it. It was like, there was like a battle on the boards and she's like, and there's a, she would like, Oh, there's a battle in the boards. And there goes the puck, and that was it. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> Can you he explain sucks. that better?"
0: Yeah. She just—I mean, she just flat out well, sucks. She man. shouldn't be doing. She shouldn't be doing NHL games. At all, well, I mean, I,
2: I thought I thought that it, it was just a very poorly produced game by ESPN in general. Yeah. Do, right in the in the first period, Dominic Moore's microphone was not working, and they kept trying to toss it to him. Right, <laughs> the producer would like was it in their mic saying we got a problem with Dom's <laughs> mic. Doe tried to toss it to him, and they did it like three times, and Ray did it twice. And, like Ferraro <laughs> is one of the best guys, <laughs> you know best. <laughs> on ice reporters that the NHL can have it.
0: It's, it's just, like yeah. passing the puck and, to a guy with a broken stick. Like don't right. no Don't, don't, don't give it to me. Dominic Moore's comb over.
1: did hey, you
0: guys oh, notice this? Oh my it God. Is oh, awful. Man. He's yeah. like, dude, shave your head. You look terrible. Yeah.
1: Well, and he looks yeah. bad with the with and his whole look was bad with the turtleneck yeah, and the it was so, it's just like, so, what are he, you doing, The over. He it, was so
0: bad. Right. It looked like something out of Slapshot. <laughs> it really. Yeah, it did. It did.
1: It, it, did. it well, was seventies
0: comb over. It really was.
1: And I actually think both Dominic Moore and Ray Ferraro are fine, but oh. I feel like they they and I'm actually this is probably the case. They put them with Leah Hextall to where they're just like okay she's got two of the best that, that at their jobs, this is going to work out fine, but it doesn't fix the fact that the play by play is just fucking awful. So then you got Ferraro and more trying to compensate. And you can tell they're doing it by having like more rich color commentary, but like somebody else, uh, replied to me on Twitter with this. And, and I agree hundred percent that like Ray Ferraro, every whistle is talking about how the blues need to make a trade. Because they, oh, yeah, they're going to get assets. They're going to, you know, make trades and be better even by next year. And, like, he's just trying to find ways to make the the game call more lively. And it's like, all you're doing is actually making it worse. I like, thought it I, just sounds
0: bad. Well, it, that just stems. It's just, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the play-by-play person sucks. The whole broadcast is going to suck. Because they're talking 85% of the time. Right? So, it's like. And, and I, don't, I didn't think Ferraro had a particularly good game because everything was being brought down by Leah Hextall. Um, it, it's awkward for everyone else. And, and yep. it, it, they're basically putting their belts behind the eight ball. Um, it's just bad. It, it's just it was Broadcasting really, it was is a really team bad.
1: game. Broadcasting yeah. is a team game. If you don't have a good play-by-play guy or person, you don't have a good broadcast. Same Only the strongest or weakest
0: link kind of a thing.
1: Yep.
2: So, so guess what, guys? We get to do it all again tomorrow night. Yay.
1: No. <laughs> well, and, and and correct me if you guys didn't hear this. Toropchenko was Tarasenko half the time, right? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, my God. Listen tomorrow I, I, night. I,
0: I was tuning her out, actually, to be honest, half the time. Every time Toropchenko
1: would go in for the four check, she'd go, and uh, Tarasenko's after him. And well, I'm like, Tarasenko?
2: Now, what the fuck?
1: He's not even on the team anymore.
2: So I... I you, I don't know if it was that bad. Florida did have a guy named Denisenko, and I <laughs> kept tripping up on that.
0: <laughs> That's true.
2: <clears throat> All right. So,
0: um, okay. So, this is a solid game by the Blues after an up and down uh, game versus Arizona. Florida had played the night before, and uh, they were talking about how they emptied the tank versus Minnesota in a two to one shootout win versus the uh, Wild. Bobrovsky played the night before. So, Spencer Knight uh, got the start versus the Blues. And uh, Spencer tonight was 0 and 2 versus the Blues prior to last night. So Bennington was back in net for St. Louis. Um, this game never felt close, except when it was uh, uh, like the beginning, 0 Uh Florida didn't have it this game. And the Blues played a pretty good game. Um, as bad sit- as the
1: broadcasting was, Ferraro called that out a lot in the end of yeah. the second, early in the yeah. third. Like, okay, you can tell for, they emptied the tank last night. They just yep. do not have it tonight.
0: Uh, Braden Shen scored his 14th and 15th goals of the season for St. Louis. Uh, the first two goals of the game, the first was on the power play, which we discussed a little bit earlier, Uh point shot from flock Shen tipped just wide puck bounced off the end boards, came back in front, hit Spencer, Knight's skate, and goes in the net fluky, unfortunate, don't care. Goal blues. Um,
1: Um, bill on this goal. Um, I know you said, you said earlier that, um, he he just couldn't see it. It was just a weird shot. Do you think he was out of the crease too much? I thought the yeah. way oh, his skate sure. was angled, I'm like, what is yeah. he doing?
2: Right. No, there there's I, I no well. reason, no reason for his skate to be outside of the post, right? It, it, it's he I I don't think he read it at all. I don't think he he knew that the puck had gone behind him onto the end boards, but there's no reason Right, and, and that's in any situation for him to have slid over so far to the left that the puck could ricochet off of him in it. It just, you know, I, I, I think he, he got lost, and he paid for
0: it. Uh, early in the second period, just uh, 35 seconds in, uh, Shannon scores again on a 2-0 with Kairou. Uh, Shannon carries in and just fired it uh, past night, glove side, to put the Blues up 2-0. Uh, I thought for sure. That Shen was going to pass this puck to oh, yeah. Uh, Cairo. Yeah, I, I think Spencer
1: Knight thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and,
2: he, and and he was too deep in his crease, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Shen read it perfectly. I mean, he mm-hmm. Shen Shen had his number last night, and he and yeah
1: that shot going. I mean, yeah, it, you it read it perfectly, like you said. Like we'll talk about the Nick Letty goal coming up here in a second, but he looked at you could see him look right at the goalie. And say I'm going to put this right under his fucking glove, and that's what he did. He put it right in that weird elbow spot between the glove and the uh, and the leg pad, and just just a, a great shot across the grain to a certain extent. Put it right in where he needed to.
0: Uh, Nick Letty scores midway through the game to put the Blues up three to nothing. Uh, great skating up the ice gives himself room. Uh, found the open areas, weaved uh, across the zone into a good scoring <clears throat> area inside the nearest circle. Uh, let a beauty of a wrist shot go uh, that beats uh, Spencer Knight, upper corner, glove side, um, far post, great shot. Uh, only a second goal of the season, uh, which based on the way he carried up the ice and his shot, you'd think he'd have 10 goals this season. Right.
2: Yep. You think he'd be the the defensive leader in goal scorer for <laughs> Callie Rosen. <laughs> right. I'll say, though, that Mark Stahl had a terrible game for florida yes and i couldn't tell if he glitched on this play but when letty was crossing over coming into the zone stall like i i can't i couldn't tell if if he stumbled or if he was trying to get down and poke the puck off of Letty's stick but whatever it was he missed and lost a step and let letty get by him and a great great spot you know again same spot under the glove inside the post Beautiful goal this by was, Letty, but...
1: This was ah, above the glove.
2: Yeah, this yeah. was upper, upper glove. Yeah, Stahl, Stahl played it just horrendously.
1: Mark Stahl is one of those defensemen that I am shocked is still in the NHL. Um, I hate to say that because ever since his eye injury in New York, like, what was that, yeah. probably eight, ten years ago? yeah, He has not been the same player. And I thought when he... I thought New York was fucking dancing in the streets... To get rid of that contract, and when he became a free agent and Florida picked him up, I was like, "What are you doing?" Like
2: yeah. I, I, I hate like to say most it, New Yorkers just... go to Miami to retire, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and he showed it in this game. I thought Mark Stahl had an awful game, and I think part of it I wonder is if they're just like we've got this brother connection and Mark and Eric. This is great, and it's like yeah, but they're both kind of way past what they used to be, and. Yeah, Mark showed it in this goal.
0: Uh, St. Louis uh, had a goal called back when Justin Fox scored at fifteen oh seven, the second. But uh, Florida challenged for a high stick on a puck uh, before the goal, and it was uh, determined that Thomas played Knights clear on the boards with a high stick in the corner. No,
1: no, 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 no. You've got it wrong. They were they were reviewing because it hit the netting,
0: right? Fourteen fifty. Yeah, <laughs> the the ESPN crew couldn't have screwed this up any worse than they did. <laughs> and, and you know what? I mean, we, we bitched about them earlier and this is just more of the same. Um, the entire fucking broadcast team thought they were reviewing the play because they thought the puck might've hit, went over the glass, hit the netting. And I'm like, really? And they showed the replay and they showed Thomas. and I, I, I'm, But I'm like, I'm sitting I'm like, well, that's not what the official said. The referee when yeah. he addressed the crowd he addressed the crowd saying that they're reviewing for a potential high stick before the goal. And uh, I was like, well, why are you guys saying hit the net? I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And so the, re- the, the replay comes, and I'm like, oh, I see the high stick. It's pretty obvious on the replay. But they're still trying to figure out how it went out of play. And I'm like, Yeah, they're like, well, because uh, because
1: Knight played it, right? Knight played it behind yeah. the net. Yeah. And they're like, well, it must have hit the netting there. And I'm like, you can see the puck didn't. What are you, what are you talking about? And I'm <laughs> sitting here so like, bad literally sitting over here on my couch with my son and he's just giving me the weirdest look. Cause I'm, I'm like, I stand
0: up and I'm like, I,
1: he I, literally said the reviewing for a high stick. Why are you talking about the netting? What are you doing? Pay attention.
0: I, t- I tweeted out. I was like, I don't think I've ever barked at my TV more uh, than in this game. Uh, I, I was sitting watching the game with, with my the daughter. win with, yeah, right. With and, and, the team and, we're up by a few. And <laughs> so I'm sitting on the couch with my daughter and I'm like, did I completely misunderstand what the referee said when he addressed the crowd? So I went back around it. I'm like, while they're still reviewing the play, I it, I'm like, yeah, he said reviewing for the high stick. What the fuck is the broadcast team talking about? Uh, reviewing for over the glass to hit the, the netting. I'm like, where did you guys pull that out? You, uh, completely out of your ass. Where did that come from? Well, so the thing weird.
1: That pissed me off too. Clearly, Dominic Moore is between the benches. So he had to hear. Ray Ferraro is at the game, so he can hear. And then was it Dave Jackson was the uh was the, the uh uh the what do they call it? The, the the referee on site or whatever they call it.
2: He's he's the the rules expert. Yes, rules expert. Rules and expert. he's
1: even sitting there saying, Well, yeah, I don't see it hit the netting. Uh maybe it did. And I'm like, were none of you listening. Like, and plus like you said, Kurt. You watch the replay and it's clear Robert Thomas hit it down with a yeah, high stick. It's, it's so, like, at that lamp. point, are you not like, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe they're reviewing for a high stick. No, we're still going to say it hit the netting.
0: So stupid. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's one of the worst start to finish uh, produced and actual content broadcasts for an NHL game I've ever heard. Ever. This game is bad. bad. There was all it kinds was of bad. fuck ups in this in this game. And it's just uh,
1: funny cuz like you said like we're winning this game. The Blues are winning. They're playing yeah. well too. you yelling at the broadcasting. One of, the, one of their better games of the year overall. Yeah. And I'm still game. sitting on my couch like this is fucking stupid. This Yeah, is I'm like I'm like, I, I got my arms crossed. The Blues are scoring a goal, and I'm still like, this is fucking stupid.
0: I typically don't care. I mean, I mean, I, I have my opinions on. I talked about this before on the show. I, I, I about broadcasting. I have my, you know, I this. I don't like this team at all. I, they're not very good. But I, I don't usually rant about, you know, a, a, a station's production, um, and the broadcast like I have with this one. It, it, it has to be pretty bad for me to go off on a rant like this. It's just. It's, it was just awful,
1: terrible. <clears throat> Honestly, I'm I'm I am not making this up. We could have called a better game. The three of us, we oh. would have at least been entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> we would have gotten that right. At least yeah,
0: uh, right. why they're reviewing that goal.
1: And we would have probably said Ruby played more than a hundred games. in the Right?
0: NHL. Yeah. Or somebody would have called <laughs> us on it. Florida finally did get on the board late in the second period on a goal from uh I don't know. how do you Loosten Loosten Loostenarinen Loostenarinen Loostenarinen
1: Loosterinen not going to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Thirteenth of the season. This was uh this was the play by Thomas earlier I was talking about. Uh Horrible own zone coverage again. He's in front of the goal, high danger scoring area, broken record. I'm not gonna explain it again because it's the exact same situation as before. Left a high danger scoring chance uh, area to go to a low danger, and that guy scores. So, and I think he got yelled at um, by somebody or somebody said something to him afterwards because on the replay uh, on the highlight, you see him skating as he's skating out of frame on the on the camera. He's going arms up like this, his hands and palms. I was like, what, what, or he's yeah. He, like he's having, like someone's yelling at him and he's like saying, yelling back with his hands up in the air or something like that. So I'm guessing something was said about coverage in that yeah. situation. Um, So it's a three to one blues at this point. Midway through the third period, uh, O'Reilly did score his second goal in as many games after turning from his injury. Uh, if you watch the replay uh, on NHL.com, Leah Hextall's goal call on this goal is horrendous. We, I think, we talked about this earlier in the show, where it's gibberish. Um, When around these scores, it happens kind of quick, and she just says a bunch of nonsensical uh, things that aren't words. It's like she's having a stroke um, on the air. Um,
1: What did I say that it sounded like? Um, I don't. Hang on, I'll find it.
0: Oh yeah, you said it sounds like she said, and uh, here they come, a working bombing advantage scores. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But they weren't it words. Made no sense. <laughs> but they weren't words. It was just like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. <sighs> so uh, and then Kairu scores 20 seconds later and it's five to one. She didn't fuck up that call. Too bad, too bad. Um <laughs> and uh more or less sealed the deal. Um Florida scored there uh, again at 1328, but Barbashev scores an empty net goal to round out the scoring uh six to two. Uh, blues final, uh, Barbashev had four points in this game. Is that right? Three points, four points in this game. Uh, trade value, right? For trade him. value, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the shots tell are pretty you close. What, and- that
1: line's looking pretty damn good. Barbashev, Achari, Blay. That's looking pretty damn good. It, it
0: sounds like a good, I mean, just, just hearing it. It sounds like hey, it's a good line. Yeah. Um, so the shots are pretty close in this game. Most of the way until the third period from Florida pepper Bennington with 18 shots to the blues eight. in that period blues are one for two in the power play. Florida was over two, um, in the two games since the Tarasenko trade, the blues are 14, 21 and three with, I'm sorry. In the two games since the Vladdy trade, the blues are 14, 21 and three with lighting lineup and they're 11 and four and zero without him in lineup. So Jeff, uh, Jeff did the research for that tidbit. And, uh, that is interesting. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, That's not a, that's not that small of a sample size this season. That's 15 games. It
1: might be as somewhat of an anomaly and endless. And we had the show last week where we talked about, you know, all the great things about Vladdy and clearly, you know, I'm going to miss him forever, but at the same time, and something I didn't say last week that I've been thinking about since then, there was a lot of drama surrounding him. And even before the whole trade talk, there was always something we were hearing about, like, oh, there's two sides of the locker room, the Petrangelo side, and then the Steen and Tarasenko side. And there was always Tarasenko something. Tarasenko wants to see. Yeah,
0: yeah, Tarasenko
1: was pissed he didn't get to see. Like, so it does make you wonder that maybe, I'm not saying they're better without him, but maybe they're just playing a little looser and having a more yeah. fun with him out, uh, without him in the lineup
2: yeah i I agree with that you know i i i don't think you'd go so far as to say that you know he was a locker room cancer um but I think there was a weight that you know an emotional weight that bore down on the team with with him post you know, trade request, right? An unresolved trade request over a year and a half, and it finally got resolved. And that that lifts a weight. Again, not saying he was, he was a cancer by any means, but it, it had an effect on the team.
0: Do you know what? I think uh, probably rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. It did me that after the trade request... Um, <laughs> What's a rub-off mean? Well, <laughs> he he really wouldn't address it, you know? I mean, he, right. he, when he asked about it, he wouldn't talk about it. He wouldn't talk about it. So he wouldn't clear anything up because the fans are kind of like, is the it, does he still want to be traded? What's the, I mean, does he lifted it? Cause there was a rumor that he had no longer wanted to be traded based on some things that he said, but those were kind of taken out of context um, and just applied to that, that, that moment and not the actual, his time here. And he wouldn't address anything. He wouldn't talk. And that was frustrating for me. And I assume a lot of fans too, that, that, that was hanging out there and he wouldn't clear any of it up ever. He just wouldn't talk about it. And uh, I thought, well, you could do it in a nice way. Either way, you can talk about it. You don't have to like go to specifics, but you can address it. I don't know. That, that, that kind of bugged me that he put that out there, requested a trade and then, and then never wanted to talk about it again. Um, Well, we kind of talked
1: about my issue with his comments after the all-star game. And apparently he's made a couple more comments now with the Rangers that, you know, oh, well, you know, I was, nobody's ever talked. Nobody ever talked to me about an extension. And I'm just like, you requested a trade. trade. I don't care if you request a trade and then publicly rescind you, which he did not do. He did not publicly rescind, but maybe he did. and, And rumors were that he did. But like you still requested a trade at one point, dude. Like, right?
2: The, the GM
1: is not going to be jumping to try to resign you when you've already come to him before and requested a trade. I don't adult. have a problem with. I don't have a be problem it. at all with Armstrong just yeah, being like, okay, he requested a trade. I need to start a plan of a Blues future without Vladimir Tarasenko.
2: Right. It's it's a different scenario than than with David Perron. Right. Perron was just cold shouldered. Tarasenko made his own bet a little bit. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and being adult, I mean, fucking being an adult. And, and if you, if you, if you want to have a contract offered to you, either go to Armstrong and say, hey, I'd entertain an offer or go to your agent and say, hey, talk to Armstrong. You don't even have to talk to him. You have a fucking agent. Go to your agent and say, you know, if they want to offer me a contract, I'll look at it, you know, and I'll consider it.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's something that I think is missing here a lot, and I'm not trying to defend Armstrong. I've been a big credit to him in the past, but like what these players saying, I was never offered a contract number even talk to me. Why are you not going to them? Hey, like O'Reilly apparently has. I want to stay here. Can we talk about a contract extension? And then if the GM cold shoulders you. Okay, that's a different story, but it sounds like that never happened with Perron or Tarasenko.
0: I just don't understand the mindset if you ask for a trade and then you get traded and then you, you say, well, you know, they not, they never offer me a contract. I'm like, why would they offer you a contract when you said you wanted to be traded? You want somebody to beg to have you stay? Uh, That's weird. uh, If that's the case, I don't, I don't know. I, I We're not, maybe, we're not in middle school here. You know, yeah, this, is adult,
1: this is adult time.
0: Use words. I'll, I'll treat him like a toddler and say, use, use your, your words. words. <laughs> use your yes. words.
1: Yes. Jesus I Christ. can't tell you how many times that phrase is uttered in
0: my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, both sod and Krug left this game due to injury. Sod has been ruled out for Thursday's game versus New Jersey. Krug is a possibility. Uh, everybody said, maybe. So uh crew just can't stay healthy. It's crazy. We talked about that. Um, that was not on the list of uh, uh, things that we uh, expected from crew when we got him. Um, yeah. So we'll talk, we'll talk some uh, trade deadline talk um, after this word from centralized Brewery. So uh, don't nobody go nowhere. This is let's go blues radio. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 24 of Old Rin Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Uh, the trade deadline is just over a couple weeks away. It is March 3rd. Uh, Tarasenko and Mikko already dealt to the Rangers. Uh, Patrick Kane is not happy with that, uh, that trade of Tarasenko to the Rangers. The um, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks forward, Patrick Kane, who is in the final year of his contract has a full no trade clause and as a UFA this summer was not happy that Tarasenko was traded. He, he admitted that he was looking to the Rangers as a possible trade option and isn't happy they opted to require Tereschenko instead. He said, it's not like the happiest I've been to hear about a trade. Uh, If things were going to happen, that was a team I was definitely looking at. It seems like they kind of filled their void and went ahead and made a deal. It is what it is. And according to TSN's Carlo Koliakobo, Kane has said he's willing to accept the trade now to the Maple Leafs. Or the Rangers, <laughs> uh, the Rangers. How many?
1: Per- uh, how many friends of the show have you mentioned in this episode?
0: Oh, I, you know, you can never say too many, right? <laughs> Friend of the show, Carlo Klayakwa. I should have said that.
1: Friend of the show, Ray Ferraro.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, the The Rangers what? currently have one point one seven million in cap space, and Kane has a ten point five million cap hit. And Chicago would likely have to eat around half of his salary plus take on salary in the trade to make a trade to the Rangers happen now. And a trade to Toronto is even less likely as they already have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and John Tavares, each making $10.9 million or more, and they only have $1.31 million in cap space. I, oh. I have a question with, with, with Patrick Kane. Real quick, Jeff, He, they probably could have already traded him. But from what everyone was hearing up, when, up to when Tarasenko was traded, he hadn't really said or committed to saying he'd be traded. And now he's kind of like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish they hadn't traded for Tarasenko because I wanted to go there. I'm like, well, you should At have fucking publicly. said you want to be you, right. You should have maybe said you want to be traded to, I mean, open a trade. Well, to, and to,
1: and we, I think we even mentioned this in the off season. We pretty much the entire hockey world was so by playoffs, Patrick Kane's a New York Ranger, right? Like that yeah. was, that was the talk, right, Bill?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, American Friedman covered this on the Monday 32 thoughts pod, um, that they're for the black Hawks to move either Kane or caves or both. It's more than likely going to have to happen closer to the deadline because of cap reasons. Um, they're going to have to eat some and they're not going to want to eat, you know, they're going to want to eat as little as possible. Um, and the Rangers are were looking to get something done quickly. Right? They're they're not solid yet in in that division. That division's getting better. So the Rangers made a made the quick move and the move that was available at that time. And it's a damn good move. I mean, mm-hmm. Tarasenko, yeah, he, he won goal in two games, but look at Panarin.
0: Yeah. Hit what four goals the next game? Four goals in the second game. Yeah, oh, yeah. So and, and playing with Panero, that's that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's what Tarasenko wanted years ago. Right, right. He
2: oh, yeah. and we could have had him here, and maybe that was the the original, you know, seeds of discontent sown for him. You know, hey Doug, I got this kid in Russia. You can sign him for nothing. Bring him over. We'll we'll make good music together. It's
0: too small. Doesn't happen. It's too small. Right. Too small. Too
2: small. Too small. And then he goes to Chicago. And that's, and
1: that's what blows my mind when you hear too small. <laughs> Look at what the Blues' history is of too small. David was, uh well, Perron was kind of one of them. TJ Oshi was one. Uh, uh Alexander Steen, Doug Gilmore. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of players that are too small. Cliff Ronning, another one. Theo, Theo yeah. Fleury.
0: Didn't play for us, but he was small.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Darren Pang is guy with gumption. Pang. <laughs> yes.
1: uh, he's a better broadcaster than hockey <laughs> Player. <laughs> Much better. Uh, and he'd be the first one to tell you that. Uh but no, I, and I think I even Fred said this Brathwaite. to you guys. The, the beauty yeah. of future friend of the show, I will get Fred Brathwaite on. Um Please do. the beauty of this this whole thing here is if you don't like this Tarasenko trade, let's just say you're pissed off about it, at least accept the fact that this trade pissed off Patrick Kane. Oh God. It's Does so... that not make you feel a little better about that trade?
0: Yeah. Kane probably <laughs> may one to end his career in New York. And now that may not happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but can you imagine a scenario where Kane and Tarasenko play on the same team? Right. How weird is that? If they do pull it off. whoo. That'd Kane, be weird on Panarin. Yeah, I, I I mean, teach Panarin to play center and make that a line. Good um, long.
0: Um, yeah, I will see what happens with Kane. I think uh, he says Toronto or New York, and those are two teams that just cannot. They have no cap. Not I mean, what a million plus cap room, and he makes a ton. So that's gonna be yeah. interesting.
1: I well, they said I, by the I deadline it's at six seventy five K, right? That's, yeah. that's what they'll have left to pay for his cap it.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Chicago, it, it's
0: so his cap. It's, it's going to be 10.5. Yeah. Unless, it's, unless it's, uh, the Chicago retains salary.
2: Right. But it's the final, final year of the contract, right? He's yeah. yeah. This is, this yep. is it. Yep. So, you know, it, it it it's not like if Chicago retains it's it's long-term Chicago will be willing to retain to get an asset
0: for him. And the most you can retain is half, is that right? Yes, half. So they'd have to. I mean, the cap hit for the Rangers is going to be five point two five or whatever it is, whoever Kane makes ten point five. So I've uh,
1: seen that if the if the if the Maple Leafs at least want to do this, they're going to have to move one of their big players. They'll have well, they got to it. move. It's not going to be Matthews. It's not going to be Tavares. I don't think it's going to be Nealander or Marner. Well, it might. It might be Nealander. Marner. Uh, Marner's probably not going either. Yeah.
0: Well, they're using Mar- guys
1: for Kane. That makes I, make sense I, to me. I
2: think Tavares would go before Marner.
0: They'd have yeah. four guys technically making $10 million plus a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I think it's, I think Nylander is odd man out, but still. Yeah, I, 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 and then I, but then I, I think with that I say, would you rather have Neander or Kane? I, I think I'd rather have Neander.
2: Yeah. I, th- on that I think team if, at least. Yeah. I, I think if Kane winds up anywhere, it's going to be Vegas.
0: If he wants to go there.
1: Vegas is the Toronto of uh, America.
0: <laughs> is that right?
1: Like everyone's going to Vegas, right?
0: Uh, yeah, or New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, interest in Barbashev has picked up a ton of steam, according to some. Uh, this makes complete sense to me. And we talked about this before on the show a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, uh, he's not crazy expensive. It's $2.25 uh, so teams can have an easier time putting him under the cap in a trade uh, He's a UFA after the season. So teams don't have to commit beyond the season. He's a good depth guy who fits and can score a little uh, second round pick and a prospect is the rumored value. Um, I, 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 be, like I said before and, on the show, I'd be shocked if he's not moved because he is these, he is a, an excellent player for a, a contending team to pick up to uh, for to p- p- good depth on their team. He's well,
1: he's—I've he's, said before on the show—he is the ultimate, ultimate uh, utility player in the NHL. You could play him on your first line, you can play him on your fourth line. Like, I'm not saying that he is going to excel on the first line, but he's not going to look lost. He's not going to be out there like, "What the fuck is Ivan Barbashev doing out there with Panarin and Tarasenko?" You know, like he'll look like he belongs, and and that's the beauty of him. And he doesn't cost a whole lot of money. And I've also heard the Blues, apparently, which I'm all for, are not budging on their asking price. A second-round pick and a prospect. And they Bunk shouldn't. That's a That's a, that's a great. Dead. And I think that is a very worthy pickup for a Toronto, a New York, a Vegas. I mean, uh, Dallas, if they're interested. Um, I don't know if the Blues deal with Dallas, but yeah, in the 11th hour, maybe they do.
0: Yeah. Andy Strickland uh, believes the blues would be interested in re-signing Barbashev, but it appears that he's wanting to play in the playoffs and doesn't have an interest in signing a contract extension with the blues before the trade deadline. So there's, it's possible that he gets traded and if the blues do want him, they could pursue him in the offseason If he's not signed by the team he's traded to.
1: Yeah. So, so basically from what it sounds like, he, would not basically like he'd move to the new team, and they'd say, you know, if they were like, Hey, we want to sign you in a contract extension now, he'd say, No, 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 let's wait. Let's wait until how, see how the season goes. So, at the very least, he gets signed after the teams uh, bounced to when free agency starts. And so that's the only kind of worrisome time I think that he would sign a contract. But yeah, there's a good chance he hits free, he hits the open market, and Armstrong comes back to him and says, Hey, we're retooling, we're not rebuilding. Come back to us. Let's see what we can do.
0: Yeah, I can. I can. I can totally see that. I, I, but but he'd have a lot of people probably pursuing him too. Um, mm-hmm. So it depends on how much he wants to play here. And I get he wants to play in the playoffs. I get it. That's probably not going to happen this year. Um, so in St. Louis. So uh, I, I'm I'm all in a second round pick and a prospect, hoping the prospects a little bit better than the one we got from the Rangers. <laughs> um. But uh, I I think uh, a first-round pick is asking too much for Barbershev. I don't think you're going to get that um, in this year's draft. Maybe next year's draft? Maybe? Nah, I don't know. Second-round pick seems fair. That seems like the ceiling for a pick. Um, And a prospect.
1: If you're looking for exact comparison, he was a second-round pick. So, And I think he's lived up to that. He's lived up to being a great second-round pick.
0: Yeah, I'll buy that. Uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Boston and other top teams were mentioned by uh, David Pugnata, uh, uh from the fourth period. Um, teams are also reportedly aggressively poking, aggressively poking in quotes uh, on Pareko. So many Blues fans love to say that he has no value uh, but they are talking about uh, uh, acquiring him. Uh, some teams are interested in him. Uh, rumor has it that a number of teams have acquired about Pareko. He has a lot of value I keep saying I said the same thing three times in a row, uh, but he'd okay. have to waive his no trade clause uh, for any uh, move to be made.
1: Apparently, Calgary is a big one, which I think that's I I don't know, I I'm totally speculating here. Um, Calgary and Edmonton feel like two teams that would love to have a Pareko on their team. Again, I mentioned Edmonton to you guys because. <laughs> If they don't get Carlson, I think that's a great plan B for them. I don't actually, I don't like Carlson for them. Um yeah. I know somebody mentioned earlier that, is that the new coffee Gretzky
2: uh, Carlson to, to McDavid? Yeah, no, I, no, yeah. no. That's, that is, I, I still don't see how that, that even works out. Carlson has so much left on his contract. Yeah. Right. It, yeah, he, it, yeah. But, but yeah
0: you know
1: yeah i don't know i i think that if you can make it work with one of those teams i it's because he's from alberta he lives he grew up close to edmonton i could see him if he's going to waive his no trade clause as weird as it sounds cuz you always hear about how players don't want to sign in edmonton or calgary i could see that being an area that he would at least consider uh waiving his no trade clause so those are two teams you know, that I think could be a possibility. I don't think he waves his NTC anywhere else.
0: Well, okay. So for the Blues to trade Pareco, just trading him to trade him makes no sense for this team. You know, just trading him for a pick uh, or a couple picks and a couple prospects, that doesn't make a lot of sense. They'd have to have somebody come back to help fill his minutes, you know, to help play on the top defensive line. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, if you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me for the blues to trade Pareko, unless they're in a complete rebuild, which uh, they're not, which they're not, they're not in a complete rebuild. No, but no, I, who, 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 who would they, but who would fill his minutes? Who would they, if they're retooling and they want to come back again next season, they can't just they can't just, just move person. it. They can't just move it. For, I
1: think you you have a committee of mm, players that can. But, but and we're prob- not talking about the one prob- season. We're talking about the problem. Next season, yes, they would they would suck. But problem, in two years, maybe you find somebody in that time.
0: The problem with this team, though, is that we don't have a number one defenseman. I'm not saying we can get one for, for Prakov, not even close. What I'm and saying we is we can't just we can't Pareko just go to become one.
1: I was gonna say Preko's not a number two number one defenseman anyway. Prakov's so losing anything by getting rid of him.
0: No, but I'm saying that, but Preko is going to be better than whatever we're going to get in return.
1: Agree, but we're not talking about what they can do at the end of this year or even the start of next year. I think it's a matter of get rid of him, free up that money and see what you can do.
0: See, There's no free, free agent wise. There's nobody that's going to replace him.
1: Doug Armstrong is a master trader.
0: Well, okay, that's a different story. He's talking trades. You're going to trade for number one defenseman? There's no way.
1: What I'm saying, he doesn't have the room to make a deal right now because of the defensive contracts. If you move one of those contracts, maybe he has more playroom to figure something out.
2: Right, you move one of those defensive contracts. Tarasenko's off the books. O'Reilly, if he comes back, is coming back at a lower number. There are defensemen out there. I'm not saying John Klingberg would be mm. a great answer, but he's out there.
0: He's 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 not any better than Pareko's gonna. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, but he's not. Doesn't have the contract Pareko has, and and he does. Does
0: he have no trade he, clause?
2: He. Well, he's a free He's, agent. he's, he's a free UFA. Agent. He's right? fake, yeah. Anaheim signed him for one year. They signed him to make the trade for? that they're about to trade. It was for? like seven. It, it was something that was good yeah, for I, him, but I, could I, be moved at the deadline. See, and they're going to move him next week.
0: See, Pareko would have to go in like a package deal. I, I mm-hmm. if Pareko moves, I want to see something uh, in a package deal that that makes our defense better, not something that mm. might make it better in three years. Because no. I don't, I don't know if I think Preco yeah. has value. I, I, I think I, I, I've, I, I've, he's been poor this year, but I, but I don't disagree. understand moving him for nothing because or not nothing, but moving him for something that's not going to make us better defensively. Mm, I in a couple years.
1: No, you're wrong. No, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that, and I think bill does too. He does for whatever reason. He still has a ton of value around the league. Apparently like we've heard for years, Teams have been inquiring about Pareco, and we're still hearing it. There's still talks that teams are interested in Pareco.
2: So, and, and honestly,
1: for what he's paid at 6.5, he could be a number two somewhere, and I think he'd be fine. He's just not a number one, but on this
2: team, he's a number one. So, if fan bases could trade players, what about Pareco to Calgary in a package deal where Mackenzie Weger comes back? but Kenzie Weger is becoming a hated player by a lot of people in Calgary. He's, he, you know, still got a lot. I think he's got a lot more upside than Pareco over the course of his career of what's left out there. But I don't know. that. That's, well, at
1: this point, I'm willing to even try a change of scenery trade. Right, And that's, literally... that's, that's
2: what I think Pareko is at this point. He yeah. needs – he needs – he's – too comfortable here he needs to go somewhere oh. where it's he's going to be expected to change his game and there are going to be different expectations and yep. you know that's change and, and i'll say all over it, written all hurts
1: it. uh it, kurt's thoughts in uh, which i disagree with and, and which is you <laughs> know um it's just well, I mean, you said that you don't, you wouldn't make that trade for just, like, a pick. Like, you no. don't want to just free up no. the salary. No. I just want to free up the salary. No, I disagree you,
0: 100%. Because, because I want something coming back that we can use to make this defense better.
1: But this I, team is, I don't think this team, even with a retool, I don't see them, and, and maybe they do, But and maybe Armstrong you, sees it differently. If you're going to retool, you can't expect to be back in the playoffs and be a contender next year.
0: Right. If, you re, if, you if you're if you're retooling, Parico no. If you're you, retooling, you're talking next year. Or the year after, you're not the talking year after. Rebuild, rebuilding, what I'm rebuilding that's is like saying. three, or four
1: years. I, I know, I know. I'm saying not no, next year, rebuilding years, is four or, four
2: or five years. Uh, yeah. Not five.
1: next year, but the year after. So basically, you throw in the towel this year, which we've already kind of agreed that's the case. You get rid of Pareko if you can. I don't care if you get a pick, whatever you can do. You free no, up that salary. That gives Doug a full year to figure out what he can do with this defense. That frees up so many possibilities to try and figure something out. And I am more than okay with that because this team's gonna suck again next year if they just keep the defense the same. Do what see, you can to change it up and see what you can do in that time to improve it.
0: See, I don't think this team's gonna look at all like it does now, next year. I think it's gonna be a, a few different pieces. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait and see what this team is gonna look like uh, next season before I say whether they're gonna be good or bad. Um, but still this team has pretty
1: close to the cap with all the defensemen this, on no trade clauses. If you can't saying, move, what, them, I'm, what I'm what I'm do you expect what I'm, to do. What
0: I'm I didn't say that. What I'm saying is this team is gonna look different. That's what I said. So if they can make a trade with one of the no trade clause defensemen uh, somehow magically. Um, and, and and if Barbashev has moved, you know they're gonna have somebody else to fill his role. You, know, you might have Prunovich on defense. I don't know. You're gonna have a bunch of different pieces on this team uh, next season compared to this one. So, like I said, I'm not gonna say whether this team's gonna be good or bad next season until I see what it's made of. Because it could. Very, I mean, they they have a lot of pieces right now on this team individually to be very good, but this just doesn't work. And if they can find a few pieces to make it work you never know. I'm not saying this team's gonna be bad or good next season yet. Cause I don't know. I don't know what they look like yet.
1: All right. Well, let me, let me ask you going into next year, let's say it's uh September word comes out that, uh, you know, cause the blues at this point, let's just say for argument's sake, they still have Pareko, Letty, Krug and Falk. Um, defense looks maybe slightly different. They've maybe picked up one more guy. And plus you got Pertovich stepping in next year, but um, you hear, Through the grapevine, it comes out. There was an offer on the table from the Calgary Flames, a third-round pick for Colton Pareko. And the Blues said, no. No. You you are okay. A third-round pick? No. To get that contract off the books?
2: To clear the contract.
0: I am all for that. Yes. 100,000%. Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh. He has value. He, he has so much more value than that. Third round pick? But no, with no, no, that
1: no, contract, no. does he no. have that much value? No.
0: No. Pranko's. No. And, and, and you know what? And you know what? And we, well, assuming he continues to play the way he has, you know, I mean, we speculate on this show that he's playing hurt. I mean, uh, next year, maybe his back's better. We maybe said he the same better. thing
1: last year, did we not? Well, right. maybe and, next and, year he's not playing injured.
0: Uh, that happened. The same thing happened with Bowmeester. It's I mean, insanity to expect anything different. But Bowmeester, but something. But Meister, it worked out with Bowmeester. He was hurt in a year and a half, whatever it was, and yeah, that and worked he out was, for Bowmeester. We can't guarantee that's going to happen. Am I never said it was a guarantee. I said if, see if, okay, Armstrong would know if he's playing hurt. Okay, he would know. So if he's not playing hurt, if he's hundred percent healthy, that's a different story. <laughs> But I'm I'm thinking if he's if something's going on with him. We talked about it. You just don't forget how to play hockey, and it seems like at times he forgets how to play hockey. Something's going on with him. So, yeah, it's called
1: uh, it's called I have a contractitis. Yeah, maybe.
0: But <laughs> I, third round pick, no. Now, if you want to say move him to get out from under that contract, okay. But I'm not against that. But I'm not doing it for a third round pick. Oh, I'm doing it for whatever I can get.
1: No. no, I just, I just want money cleared. So this defense can be fixed. If you can't, if there is just no chance to make a trade and you have an offer on the table to clear one of those contracts so you can actually start making progress he, on this defense, well, first, off, first off, I take it a thousand times he, over.
0: First off, he would get more than a third round pick for Pareko taking the contract. He'd get more than that. It wouldn't be a third round pick. So to suggest wait,
1: that wait 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 you're saying the other team would offer more to take Pareko even with that contract
0: the third round pick yes with the contract yeah the contract has been speculated about other GMs have weighed in not well not GMs but other other uh, analysts have weighed in and saying yes if I'm that GM I I take on that kind con- the contract's not crazy that's, that's that's what they're saying we've talked about that on the show. About how people have waited and said, give, you know, you 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 deal with the, the contract is not bad on a on on Pareko, and you uh, worry about the end of the contract being bad at the end of the contract. You worry about it then.
1: But it's bad now is the issue. It's bad right this minute. If you can move that contract, not you do it. Pick.
0: No, not after third round pick. You don't Whoa. give that away. You're giving him away for nothing. No. Fine. Take him. No, I'm and I'm saying I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm saying I'm not saying I don't want to get rid of him. I'm saying it would be it it would be for a fact be more than a third round pick. There's not there's not there's I, no way that is not a fact. Bill, Armstrong, is that a fact? Armstrong, it is a fact. Armstrong is not trading Prisco for a third round pick. There's not a chance. Bill, no.
1: with if, that contract, if, is that a fact I'm, that it would no. take more than a third round pick? He'd, if, he'd be the offer.
2: If Armstrong feels like he has backed himself into a corner and he needs to get out of it, he will take a third-round pick to get out of the contract.
1: I was being it's generous not, saying a third-round pick.
2: It's not oh, the exactly. kind of trade that he would typically make, but desperate times call for desperate measures.
0: I, don't, I, I was don't actually,
1: think. in my mind, I was thinking more a fifth-round pick. No, God, dude. <laughs> Oh yes, get no, rid of the no. No,
0: you're no. You're getting you're getting a higher pick. You're getting some prospects, not a no. lot. I'm not. I'm not saying you're getting a lot. A third round pick is. You're nothing. at best getting another Hunter Skinner if you want no, a prospect. No, no. The, his contract is not ten million. It's not crazy, but it's contract. got seven years left. I don't care. You, I. That's you've read what I've read about what people are saying uh, uh, the, the analysts about saying that other gms would be interested in taking that on they would worry about yes, the, end but of the they're, they're not worried I, about then. they're not with worried you. about the now they they think I agree that he's with worth you, it but now they no trade clause uh, they they, the think no trade clause. they think he's worth it now they'll worry about the end of the contract later the no trade clause is all to him.
1: that's what i'm saying though if if you heard that he was willing to accept a trade to calgary and they said no because we want more than a third round pick and no other team he is willing to accept a trade to. You're saying no, absolutely. I will I'm not say, make that trade.
0: I'm saying Armstrong wouldn't do that trade. Oh, no way. I For think third he round pick, at least no. consider it. I don't think so. I don't think he makes that trade. I think, I think, I think Preko has more value, and I think he would get more. I think he would just say he's more valuable to our team than a third round, nothing pick, even though, great. And, and unless he has something else that he can do. Now, if there's somebody else available, he can sign. Or if there's another trade in the waiting that he has ready to go, that he's willing to bite the bullet on maybe, but I don't, I don't, if it's just like for the future, just to clear, I don't, I don't see that. That seems very, that seems like a, a uh, giving away a resource for, for something that's not for that's We're not,
1: out. we're not going to agree here. No, we're um, not. no, we're not. I think, yeah. uh, I think this was a healthy debate. Uh, I, I hate you, Kurt, but I think it's so. Gonna...
0: So, when Preco does waive his contract and he is traded, and it's more for third round, uh, we'll talk about it. Oh, my God. You are such an ass. <laughs> I'm just being a realist, man.
1: This is how you want to end this conversation. That's uh, it. Yeah. Yep. That's Next, it. Up <laughs> Next up for the blues.
0: I quit. Next up for the blues. New Jersey uh, on Thursday. If you're listening uh, on the podcast, it's tonight. Uh, In St. Louis, 8 p.m. And if you're listening on Friday, it was last night. Right. (laughs) 8 p.m. is the start time. And it's not on ESPN Plus or anything. Or is it? What the hell? No, it is. It's on ESPN ESPN Plus. Yeah. Yeah. 8 o'clock. Why the fuck is it uh, 8 o'clock?
2: Doubleheader. ESPN can get a doubleheader in.
1: that's, and, and think about this on the on the East Coast. I mean, we always
0: so Austin. We always say it's they, ESPN. they're
1: they're not, not they're by yeah. It is. It's on ESPN, not ESPN okay. Plus. Um, but think about that on the East Coast. We always talk about the East Coast bias. It's nine o'clock there for them tomorrow. That fucking
0: sucks. Yeah, that's. I, I, it's like playoffs. It's like getting fucked again. It's like playoffs, but during the, during the regular season. Uh, uh, the Devils are an NHL leading. This is this. I I didn't realize this. I knew they were good on the road. They are 23-3 and three on the road this season. On the road. they bad at home is the issue. That is insane. They've been good lately. Remember yeah. we talked about them when they were struggling? Um, after their long win streak, they kind of came back down to earth and they were kind of struggling, and now they're on fire again. Um, and they're 23-3 and three on the road. And Jack Hughes is a maybe for the game against the Blues. Uh, and then Colorado on Saturday, 1 p.m. And the trade deadline again is March 3rd. So,
1: um, yeah, and uh, we'll we'll pass along real quick here. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, uh, his father passed away at the age of 71. Um, something I've dealt with, and and I know many people who have dealt with this. And unfortunately, it's just a part of life. We lose our parents, we have to bury them, and it's the one of the hardest things you'll ever have to deal with. So Alex Ovechkin has left the team. And uh, dealing with personal matters, obviously that lasts more than anything with that's going on on the rink. So, uh, prayers and and thoughts to him if you're a praying person. But uh, very sad to hear about Alex Ovechkin's father passing away in Moscow at 71.
0: Um, Capitals are in a tight playoff race, too. They are currently uh, second the wildcard spot, one point above the Islanders and two points above the Panthers. So his presence will be missed uh, standings-wise. Uh, no telling when he'll be back either. So could miss significant time, I guess. Handful of games. Uh, anything else, guys? I, uh, Austin did say that uh, since the start of the of January, the Devils have earned at least a point in 15 of the 17 games played. Only losses came to St. Louis and Nashville.
1: Mm. But,
0: mm. damn
2: that that's place. amazing yeah um yeah i'm, I'm so just hoping uh, as that, we close up here Hughes is out last night or last night, tomorrow night <laughs> right right <laughs> unless you if well, they're listening friday
1: right if people are listening friday they agreed with you bill well yeah hopefully true cues was out like that's
2: day. what threw me off that was
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Austin, I'm going to surprise you again. We're bringing Austin back in for the end of the show. I just want to say, Austin, excellent first show. He handled all the the behind-the-scenes stuff tonight. First time doing it. Great work, buddy. We appreciate you joining the show, and we're happy to have you. Woo!
0: Massive applause. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you.
1: And, hey, you know what's beautiful about this, too, is that uh, we now have it equal uh, on the sides of the river. Curtinville in Illinois, Jeff in Austin in mm. Missouri. I'm happy I'm yeah. not outnumbered now. <laughs> I think we're gonna... on top
3: of uh, these two. If you know, yep. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: Oh mind. yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's okay. Are are you are you the,
0: are you the Leah Hexdorf for the show? <laughs>
1: oh god. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we're
0: gonna wrap it up. We are, we're over. Thanks, Austin, for letting us go over. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform. Based on a health assessment of your DNA, visit rockinthetideallife.com for more information. That's rockinthetideallife.com. You get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthetideallife at gmail.com. And tell let's go, Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty, visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey theme beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Centerized Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly that will wrap up episode 22 of season 11 of the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we like to bring it to you for Jeff Ponder oh. Molde, and Bill Kurt price until next time, everyone let's go blues. Patrick Cade is sad and I love it. Let's go blues.
2: Let's go blues. Uh, the chiefs
3: are at home tonight against Sianna sport at the war memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. I think that went very
1: well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
2: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to
3: do this shit again.
0: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs)
1: St.
3: Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues? Only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now oh, there's no more blues, for oh, I'll say Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.